You know that point, Monopoly, where you're actually hoping to land on luxury tax because it's the best option available? Like, fuck it, dude. What's 10% of $8? I don't care. Take it. Take it. Give me my change, dick. Every time I play Monopoly, there's a point where I stare down at the board and I say out loud, how did it come to this? Episode 96, Terror Through the Lollipop Forest. I'm Andy. I'm Mike. I'm Jim. I'm Mike, the other white meat. And I'm Joe. Joe, hey, welcome back. Thank hey, you. I think he's kind of becoming a regular member of the show now, so no more special introductions for you, sir. You just get a regular one like you every time. You get to special anymore. <laughs> you get to say your own name this time. <laughs> <laughs> now where's my pot pie? <laughs> <laughs> so today we are talking all about board games, uh, pretty much destroyer of relationships, destroyer of childhoods, destroyer of adult uh, of adults, and, and many insanity. tantrums of kids all around the world. Indeed, and so, some adults. That's true. Let's kick everything off with Chris's cultural corner. KKK. That's not good. And Chris writes, "Hey, Geek Salad Crew, great subject for the current podcast." There were some great board games for us growing up in the late 70s and 80s. Here's a list of his favorites in no particular order. Um, number 10, Mad Magazine. This what? game is what I call the anti-monopoly game. Hello, you're on the air. <laughs> <laughs> we have a call. <clears throat> Finally! Instead of trying to earn uh, the most money, the object of Mad Magazine was to lose the most money. My cousin and I played this game a lot when we were kids. It's definitely a weird but fun game. I'd win that every time. Hey, Here, have my money. Yeah. Hey, I've got an idea. Instead of everybody loves Raymond, how about everybody hates Raymond? <laughs> yeah, will make millions! We were up all night, but you know what? Your reaction was worth it. <laughs> uh, number nine, Bonkers, or This Game is Bonkers. This is one of the games I've gotten until I actually went to research 70s board games and saw this picture and said, oh yeah, I remember playing that. That was fun. Um... I, I don't think I've ever played Bonkers, and if I did, I played it with probably like half the pieces missing. Here's the picture. I don't remember, the, I remember the game. I don't remember what it was uh, about. I know the name, but I can't remember. Yeah. I think the, I do like a lot of crazy stuff. It was like one of those early like cranium type things, you know. Oh, cranium. Something like that. Well, honestly, this box makes it look like it's like candy from the 70s, so. You mean there's cocaine there? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, there was lewds. <laughs> lots of cocaine in there. <laughs> Alright, uh, number eight, Battleship and Electronic Battleship. Because that's actually how they build them in the commercials. Battleship and Electronic Battleship. <laughs> For the rich kids. For the rich kids. <laughs> For the rich kids. Actually, I remember, Suck on it, poor kid. I remember back when I was a kid, I actually had the Electronic Battleship game. Well, aren't you special? Well, only the problem was it didn't come with the code book. Oh. And the code book, you put like one little code in it, like set the whole game for only it. Only child. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. So, of course, back in those days, you had to put like every single like part of the game in. It took you like 20 minutes just to get the game set up. You had to be a NASA scientist. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Pretty much, you really did. No, we lost yeah. we had, we had but everything in the J section, you were good to go. No, we had Electron Battleship as well, because we could afford D-cell batteries. Ooh. Yeah. 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 It's too bad they didn't. 
expand on it to make kids understand the real horrors of the war. <laughs> like the hull opens up and they all get blown up the scene and they get eaten by oh, tiger right, sharks, sharks right, you know? Well, it's like that one game, was it that one game from the Robocop movie when they had like the little commercial, they played like the Nukem game. Oh, yeah. Like that. You know, and, 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 and you cross my borders again. And what you really need is kamikaze, uh, you know, World War II kamikaze planes flying into your uh, <laughs> That's into right. carrier. You get like the, the button, you the fun side button. Exactly. <laughs> you know, you can have Robert Shaw's speech from Jaws. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tracks in the water. <laughs> All right, Chris writes about Battleship. Uh, this game got me into strategy games like Stratego and Risk. Loved it then, loved it now, thanks to eBay. Uh, you know what? There's not a whole lot of strategy involved with Battleship. No, it's, no, blind it's, luck. it's blind luck and guessing. Look, and, and that's the thing, because I, when I played it as a kid, I'd, I played with my cousins. And I had some cousins who'd spend like 15, 20 minutes setting it just up. Setting it up, trying to the perfect sound. Like, listen, you little effer. <laughs> Just put it there, finish up, and we can play. And no, and no diagonals either. And no diagonals. <laughs> Here's the thing, though, about that. You know what would make it harder? If they didn't give you pegs to mark where you're, where you're exactly. dropping your bombs in the first place. <laughs> All right, next one, up. And one little mirror can wreck a whole 15 minutes of preparation. <laughs> um, next up on uh, Chris's list is the Stratomatic. This game is a combination of RPGs like D&D and fantasy sports. Yeah, I, I, I had Stratomatic Wrestling. Did you? You played it, Andy. Yeah, I was introduced in Hooked. It was a sports statistics back then, and uh, this game fit the bill. Yeah, I remember that, because it would allow us to do things like have uh, Hulk Hogan do a flying dropkick off the top rope. Back when we thought it was a real good idea to have like Tully Blanchard defend the NWA television title. This is great! So it's like a W. It's like a... Uh, it, was, it was a card game. It was a card game. That you have a card, and then there was like a, there was a chart on it. So you roll two six-headed uh, die, and it, you know when you rolled like a seven, that was his headlock. You put him in a headlock, and that gave you seven points, and you accumulated points. Then you had a certain amount of points. The guy got pinned. So it was Magic the Gathering for wrestling geeks. Yes, pretty much. <laughs> but they had hockey, baseball, soccer, yeah. you know. But without the little lead men, also. But what they, uh-huh. Stratomatic didn't get the rights to the WWE wrestlers, so you got masked wrestler, yeah. blonde, you know, handlebar mustache. <laughs> All right, next Guy up. with weird paint on his face. <laughs> the tan that walks like <laughs> a man. <laughs> Number six on Chris's list is arcade board games like Pac-Man, Donkey Kong, etc. Nobody liked those. Yeah, I, had, I had Pac-Man. I had, Fro- I had Frogger. It was... Yeah, it was no, really Pac-Man good. was awful. Like you like put like these marbles all over the board. Oh yeah, and they had the yeah. you had it, like and the Pac-Man would have so you could actually like like scoop them up. Yeah, with the I remember the that. That would move. It was all awful because you had to like set the marbles. If you touched the thing once, the marbles went all over the place. Yes, it was awful. Like you, every yeah, you sound like you're scarred. Are you okay? I'll be all right. <laughs> all right. We just brought up some bad memories for him. Next up is uh, Mastermind, a uh, classic. Guess the pattern strategy game. Didn't own it, but a few of my cousins did, and we um, we loved this game. Now, the picture on the Mastermind box has got like this old man who looks like he's like the head of a uh, like a multi-billion-dollar corporation, and his girlfriend at the time, and they're on their way to an eyes wide shut party. <laughs> it's some grand dragon for the occult. <laughs> Get your dagger and your virgins and your goats. <laughs> <laughs> it's a typical Sunday. <laughs> Next up on Chris's list is Dungeon. 
This is my introduction to the world of RPGs. It was a hell of a lot of fun to play, and I spent hours upon hours on it this was, game. You and I had that, did we? We had Dungeon. Okay, absolutely. I don't remember Dungeon. No, it was like yeah, it was. It was like Dungeon and Dragons. It's like the board game. Like roll, your elf gets eaten by a green slime. You know, it had like the it had cards. It was like the hard monsters and the tough monsters. Oh yeah. And you actually rolled and you fought them and stuff like that. And you had different play. It was actually it was a lot of fun. So it was like D and D without the dungeon master. It was like D and D like Reader's D&D. Digest for all you. <laughs> it was really really watered down. But it was actually a lot of fun because it didn't take you seventeen. D and D for idiots. Yeah, they couldn't, yes. they couldn't afford the rights to Dungeons and Dragons, so they just called it Dungeons. <laughs> well, come on, how many kids? Bought Dungeons and Dragons. You're like, all right. You open it up and then you pull out books. the rule book. And then you read the rule right. book. And then two months right. later, you have to buy the next version of the rule book. That's right. All right, boys and girls, get your pen and paper out. What? <laughs> all you need is dice and pen and paper. Lying geek. <laughs> In time, lots, lots and lots of time, and no social life. <laughs> Which is fine because you're not getting laid anytime soon. <laughs> not till after college. Practically a shame that you can call your own <laughs> living with a bunch of nerds playing Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> okay, next up on Chris's list, Candyland and Shoots and Ladders. Oh, um, oh come on, Chris. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, but you know what? For, for a lot of kids, that's... You know how many kids threw tantrums? You know, a lot of like two and four year olds. Uh, you have tantrums. kids, right? Oh yeah. Have you played Candyland? Yes. With them? Is it and fun? No. no. <laughs> there is hey, look no. a two square. There's Shoots no. and ladders. It's it's like getting a barium enema. It's so bad. Shoots and ladders is the game that never ends. You think you find you got you reach the top of the mountain. You're almost there, and then the. Fucking shoots just like no. Well, that's that the one shoot card. that sends you up. Those two games. It's an important involve, life lesson. They involve no strategy whatsoever. You just got blind luck. You get the higher. They're not even. Rock. They don't even use dice. They're card games. Yeah. Here's a card. I move up two purples. <laughs> I mean, if you find that one that's like right near the end, was that one card that like takes you right to the end? Oh, I don't know. Well, that the, one over the candy mountain one is the Daddy's yeah. Tired card. Oh, that yeah, that, that, that's pretty much it. Yeah, uh, you know what? Got a drink card. <laughs> now, I've noticed though with Candyland, like Chris put a picture up here of probably like one of the first iterations of Candyland. The version we got, Scarlet, is way. Way more involved than this. There's yeah. like the Duke of Swirl, who's like oh, he, we, he looks like James Marsden in Enchanted. Oh, we we like, got a bully who beats up kids who sticks their face. We got Sophia. We got Sophia, the uh, the, the Disney princess. Can't oh no! Play. Oh yeah. <laughs> All I have to say is that the King of Candyland looks like he's got a windowless van filled with candy. Hey little girl, you want some candy? <laughs> Why are there still so many sand mud flaps? <laughs> F off. <laughs> That's right. Back off, Armit. <laughs> Eat this candy and then drink this wonderful wine. <laughs> I call it Jesus juice. <laughs> anyway, next up is Trouble and Sorry. I love these two games together because it was the same concept. You get four of your color pegs game pieces into the goal. They were both classics. I used to play them a lot at the fam- family's Hampton Beach Cottage. Um, I would, Trouble I, and Sorry I were exactly know, the same. I would like to know if there was ever a game of sorry that didn't end with a fist fight. No. 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 Did you ever no. see that one no. episode of uh, King of Queens when Carrie couldn't learn how to like lose gracefully? And the reason why was because it was like Arthur would play like sorry with her or something like that. He was like, winner, loser, winner, loser. Like as soon as, oh, it was hysterical. 
So they're trying to play like, every single game to like try to teach him to like teach her. I must say that I'm very disappointed in Chris's list so far that there's no games where they had like the pop up dice thing. Oh, oh, oh my trouble, god, trouble, did, trouble, did trouble, 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 yeah, trouble. okay. Pop a mag, pops a dice, and then how a headache was the other one, wasn't it? It was like another one, like little like like a thousand yeah, games because they couldn't trust us to not yeah. lose one of the dice. Scrabble used it. Scrabble used it. Yeah, like, well, no, 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 Yahtzee, Yahtzee, Yahtzee. Okay, oh, Yahtzee. Yahtzee. Yeah, I got it. Ugh, Yahtzee. Yahtzee, shut up. <laughs> and finally on Chris's list Perfection and Superfection Talk about hand-eye coordination These games define that You had 60 seconds to get all the pieces Into their spots or else um, It was harder with Superfection Because you had to put the mini 3D puzzle together And place them on the boards Yes, because that's just what we needed You know, essentially um, Asian math dads <laughs> no, Andy, we're not telling you the stereotypes tonight. No, no, no. Do you need me to go upstairs and get the pillowcase and cut the eyeballs off? <laughs> Seriously, what friggin' Nazi scientist thought this was a good idea to, like, okay, here's what we're gonna do? They've got a square, but they gotta put a circle inside of it, and then they gotta put it in the hole. <laughs> and if, and then, they, if they lose, they get a mild, but memorable electric shock. <laughs> <laughs> So that's all for Chris. Thank you very much, Chris, for your uh, for your input on that. Now we did get some feedback from Facebook. Actually, quite a bit. Pretty impressed. Well, this is a pretty good topic. This is I a great topic. topic. So um, I put it to Facebook to f- to um, find out uh, what what board games caused a rift between um, our listeners and their loved ones that is yet to be mended. <laughs> oh, that's a big list. Oh that's a yeah, big list. I'm still holding grudges. <laughs> now I'm 40. <laughs> Lisa Decay says that she lost a friendship over accusations of cheating in Battleship. The bastard still won't admit he was moving the submarine around when I wasn't looking. <laughs> you know what? He probably, he's probably thinking, yes, I did, but I'm not going to tell her. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Allie Kerper writes, well, let's face it, Monopoly was a big problem as everyone seems to have grown up with slightly different house rules. The and most no- boring board oh. game. In the but you never let it finish. We're going to you never let it finish. You always play. How do you finish? You can't. Right. No, but that's the thing. I don't know how to finish it. Because if, if you get bored walking park place... But, right. but you don't let anybody walk out. You don't let anybody finish the game. You can't... I, we, I mean, are gonna gonna that no. we, we are, are going to go into this. this. We are going to go into this. But um, Ali just wanted to bring up about the different house rules. No one wants to come to a mutual understanding prior to playing. The last time we played, the other couple started owning joint property and allow each other not to pay rent, etc. I, of course, was never offered any similar consideration by said couple or my own husband. <laughs> <laughs> I was beaten begrudgingly and did what the only same person could do, drink another beer. <laughs> so oh, this I, happened recently. Yeah. Jeez, Eric, what are you doing to Ali? I know. Um, Brian Mixter writes, uh, Risk, back in the day, my high school friends and I would play Risk to take over the world. Oh, Let me no. just restate I've... that. Be mixed, taking over the world. Which means there will be in shit in about five Why years. Why is it? Oh. Strategically, it's not good to put something in Scotland and Scotland alone? <laughs> oh, Canada. You know what? I'm happy over here in Australia. <laughs> Leave me the fuck alone. That's right. Take over the South The South Pacific was the key. Uh-huh. You know what? If the other armies won't kill you, you come to Australia, the freaking animals will. All right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Valley High will show me the way. All right. Rebecca wrote uh, that I don't have any ending relationships, but Clue, Life, and Payday were my faves. In my tween years, then I moved on to Trivial Pursuit and Pictionary. Come to think of it, I believe I have some Trivial Pursuit grudge matches. 
as I'm very competitive by nature, uh, yeah. game nights tend to bring out the worst of me, especially if alcohol is involved. We've been to Ethier um, been there done game that. night. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. The best part about Ethier game night is having to explain the rules to Bill like 15 times. <laughs> <laughs> now, what do you do? You answer the question. If it's right, you move. If it's okay, wrong, what you if don't I don't answer know? the question right? You know what, what the, happens they, then? They've changed the rules for Trivia Pursuit. Oh, yeah. Now you, actually, you can actually bet. On whether the person actually gets the question right oh, or wrong. Oh God, that's a pretty good idea. I actually kind of like that. So, but but you can actually win the game without actually ever having never having answered a question. Well, what's that say for society? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Who knows anything anymore? It goes in your shoe. Oh, <laughs> it's like the SATs. It doesn't count if you don't answer it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Mike, you wrote some stuff here about uh, you used to play for Stratego. That was with right. your dad. Oh, yeah. yeah. I had a few moments of you know that's not fair, Dan. Surround the surround the flag with bombs. You got it. Therefore, it never works. Only one person getting get in, get in there. The miner. The miners, and they were useless. Uh, it seemed like I always had, because I, I was I wasn't very good at that. I always seemed like my field marshal would be immediately wiped out, <laughs> and I'd have a number five, which is like a corporal in right. four yeah. miners <laughs> around the board. Oh, God. I used to put like you know all like the, the low numbers around the guy, you know, around the flag yes. with the bombs. Never worked. <laughs> All right, that, Andy, there's not much strate- strategy. It's in Stratego, no, no. Andy Tattenall writes, "My friends and I wound up having an institute uh, a strict no fouls, physical interference, sucker punching rule during games of Hungry Hungry Hippos." Oh, oh, oh. That's not a game. That's a slap fight. <laughs> I, I, we had that. The world's we noisiest game. Yeah. Hey, it's a good movie. The greatest theme music for a game, <laughs> a, a board game. Sing it, Jim. If you want to get a game, you've got to trigger with aim and get the most marbles with your hippo. <laughs> so, so, so who's going to do the soundtrack for the movie then, Jim? <laughs> Jim I'm a man of relax. I can do it. Uh, how many people broke those handles, too? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. You know what I found, too, that because you know, all those classic games are still available. Yep. Is it, I don't know if it's me, that, but, you know, I've bought them for my children now. They seem smaller and cheaper. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I don't know if that's just me or... Which is odd because... And they weren't that expensive. I'm in sure the that I'm sure all the games probably had like a asbestos paint on them or something like that. Lead, or some, yeah, lead paint. Some chemical that was like you know horrible to all. It was going to kill everybody. So Arsenic. That changes, <laughs> cheap it up, you know. Yeah, if you eat the marbles. So my son ate the marbles. <laughs> <laughs> well, just start passing last rites on him now. <laughs> He's or not like, that old. You're that attached to him. <laughs> Next up um, is Christine Anderson, who wrote my family still talks about the Monopoly War and brothers <laughs> getting fist fights over Boardwalk. All I remember is a fist fight. I don't really remember what it was all over. And then, uh, Mike, you want to talk about this one real quick? Well, I never had the game. I just found the picture and decided to put it up. We'll talk about that when we talk about the TV. All right. We're going to save that one for the TV. I just put that for fun. Joe, you had some, right? Yeah, I had a couple. Uh, first, uh, I put it up on Facebook, and Bill Kerwin came up with Axis and Allies. Oh. My absolute favorite board game. I love of all that game. That's because so you won all the time, right? Um. No. If you would no, if you were the allies, you won like eighty five percent of the time yeah. because it's so it's very realistic and you have to do you have to do certain things. It's very easy to crack the code on it. There's yeah. like three or four fail safe strategies that you you, you, you said realistic. Execute. So you would you put this in Batman caliber realistic? Yes. Okay. More so yeah. than Superman or Green Lantern. Yeah. <laughs> okay, just want to make sure. Did you ever play it? Yes. You were the Axis. I was the Axis. <laughs> my, my sister was always the Axis. Right, so because I always picked last. La- it wasn't my game, so I always picked last. Well, la- that was the worst. If you played with five people, it's like, oh, God, I'm Russia. <laughs> <laughs> They're so poor, they couldn't. All you could do was just build men and wait for you wait to get your butt whooped by the 
by the Germans Blitzkrieg. My sister, it was either Russia or Italy. Yeah, my sister was Italy. the Axis. Yeah. This is my, brother, my brother was like the American, and he always gave me like England and Australia. <laughs> And, and then the, the uh, fighting force. And then the uh, the uh, the other one was uh, my wife Diane came up with this. She was telling me about her uh, her uh, brothers, my brother in laws. Life. Oh. They went. They went. Her brothers, her uh, two of her older brothers, went to a friend's house for the night, and they played life. And apparently, it got so bad, and it, it, they got so mad at each other, and the fight broke out. It was so bad that their father had to go pick them up. Separately from this house, so you go pick up one brother, bring him home, make sure he cooled off for a little bit, then go back to the house and pick up the other brother. See, that's what duct tape in the trunk is for. Yeah. <laughs> the game of lights. Speak to me, God, a mountain about Mount uh, Mount Spinner. That's another one of those things. Though. You can buy it now again, but it's, oh, it's yeah? super. It's, it's super expensive. Here's a a quick caveat. Rebecca and I bought Maddie, my daughter. She, you know, they they got a reward, so she we got, she wanted to get Hello Kitty Monopoly. Oh. So she pulls it out and walks it over to us. And we're walking over to the counter. I look at it; it's forty dollars. Those thieving Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like forty dollars. It's because it's probably an import. Well, oh, yeah. To, to be fair, though. To be yeah, fair, the, the Star Wars Monopoly is not that much cheaper. No, no, Actually, any all any any, any, bra- yeah, any branded Monopoly is. You know what? They I jack it up like twenty twenty five percent. Red Soxopoly. Yeah, you know what I enjoyed when we were in junior high? They had Hudson Monopoly. Hudson, <laughs> Carados, Carados Pizza, Wall, Ben Court Music. <laughs> Oh, God. Uh, Jay, anybody else, Joe? No, that's All it. All right, Mike, what do you got? All right, I got a few. Uh, my friend Heather wrote Millborn. Remember the card game Millborn? I know it wasn't a board game. Oh, yeah. It was like a, like a driving game where you could, like, you know, you had to, like, get a certain card to get started. And then, you know, like, do something. It was one of those old classic games. My mother introduced oh. it to me when I was a kid. Drugstore games. My kid is sick <laughs> with, with walking the motor. That one got addictive if you know how to play it. And then, of course, Jim, your wife talked about Happy Days. Yes. Apparently Nick's obsessed with Yes, it? my son is, uh, my kids will go visit my in-laws, and my son Nick is obsessed with the Happy Days game, and he plays marathon sessions with my father-in-law, and all I know is he comes running home, he goes, Daddy, I won, I got 16 cool points! He's <laughs> <laughs> running off. And I mean, I like, that's Mal- my boy, right? I don't know if the Malachis are in it, or Leather does <laughs> <laughs> but my wife actually, could t- she played it, so she could. Well, did he jump the shark afterwards? I, I'm... How many points before you jump the shark? I don't know. Does Fonzie jump the shark in the Happy Days game? Oh. Okay. Uh, if, if you want, if you want a term of that, just have him watch the actual TV show of Happy Days. Yeah, exactly. He'll never want to play that game oh, again. Come well, on. you know, he might find love for Chachi. I don't get it. Why did Pat Morita own this place and they called it? Uh, they called it Arnold's because he was Arnold. Because <laughs> he was Arnold. Al was the big guy later. All right. What else we got? Um, let's see. Oh, my uh, friend Shannon from college. <coughs> Heyday. 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 Oh, yes. my God. I remember, I, I do enjoy their chocolate bars. I don't really remember much of their... I don't really, uh, yeah, I think the game was just about, basically, you, you, you worked a job and you got paid. I think that's what it was. I don't, I don't remember the game at all myself. It's like any of those games, like, um, I know you're going like, to bring it up. It's like a Xanax version of life. With real credit card swipe. <laughs> and then Mirna was surprised that Becca didn't mention the $100,000 pyramid board game. Oh, God. Apparently, uh, oh. Becca and Mirna were hooked on it. Uh, did, yeah. did, it have, did it have the music? You know, if Marky Post wasn't there, you know. 
when we were when the, one of the first places my dad got when uh, my parents split up uh, was like this rental house, and they had all these board games that were left over in there. One of them was like I think it was Family Feud, but the problem was that you had to load all the questions I in that. there, I that too. and yeah. it like, took three hours to get the questions loaded in. By that right. point, you already knew what the answers were. There's yeah. no point playing the game. Exactly. Uh, what else we got? Um, another one from Shannon was Guess Who. Guess who? Remember the mystery face game? Mm-hmm. Had like it's more of a kid, like a little kid game. It had the things where it was a bunch of people's faces. He had to ask questions like, "Does your person have glasses?" Yes. You keep those up, keep them all down. <laughs> Does your person have brown hair? Okay, yes. Yeah, so it's basically twenty out. questions is a board game. Yeah, and then you basically yeah, basically that's what it was. And then you find out who that one person was. Is it Clyde? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so it sounds like it was electric riveting. Yeah, exactly. Oh my! I'll tell you, man. It was awesome. The secretarial the, the secretarial pool was going wild over that game. <laughs> <laughs> Panties will be drenched. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> and then um, two friends of mine from work, Isabel and, and uh, Mandy, they said Clue, and of course Clue. Oh, oh yeah, Clue. Oh, clue. Oh, clue. Hell yeah. Who done it? Where? And how? Who? Solving this mystery can be murder. Got anyone else on there? Uh, I think that's all right. Yeah. All right. So, Colonel Mustard in the library with the candlestick. <laughs> all right. Much like last episode, yeah, um, who got killed though? My friend Steve Day, who uh, tweets at at ApeCod on Twitter, uh, sent me a whole bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so here are some of his musings about board games. Risk, responsible for more bloodshed than the colonial era wars that inspired it. <laughs> Monopoly, proof that deep down inside, everyone is Steve Jobs. <laughs> Warhammer and Warhammer 40,000, where the key to victory is a disposable income. That's <laughs> true. Yeah. Apples to apples, where the most oh. appropriate response is least likely to win. <laughs> That's right. Very, very true. That's more fun when you're drunk and when you have a few beers. Uno, the reverse uh, card that led to more disinherited children than coming out of the closet. (laughs) Oh, I have have a story about that. (laughs) (laughs) I remember a couple years years ago, I first met Bill, and we worked at the Hudson Youth Center, and uh, we were at one of the beaches or something like that, and a bunch of the kids were playing Uno. And at one point, like, some of the kids want to go back in the water, so some of the counselors took over the game. And at one point, we had every single kid around us playing, and it became like this cutthroat, diehard game. We're like, well, guess what? Draw four! Guess what? You're going to reverse! Guess what? You're skipping you! We got to the point, it got heated. Oh, you got vindictive. And we had, you get- and we had like, 30 kids around us watching this game at one point. They didn't care about the water. They didn't care about the food. They wanted to watch all the counselors basically just want to, you know, kill each other. They wanted oh, yeah. to see blood. It gets, it gets vindictive. So, and, of course, with Bill, it was really fun. Well, <laughs> so what did you do today, Johnny, at Camp Thunderdome? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Steve's got a couple more here. Car Wars, for those who like to spend five hours creating the perfect war machine and then destroying the first three rounds. Yep. Right. Trivial Pursuit, a paradox where the one guy you know who owns it is the one guy that no one will play with. <laughs> <laughs> and Dungeons and Dragons, Satan's game, because if there's one thing the devil wants to tempt teenagers into, it's virginity. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, Steve. Those those are awesome. So yeah, we got a lot to talk about. So uh, let's let's just keep moving on here. Um, so it's pretty much going to be a free for all, so everyone can kind of. I do have some real obscure ones I'd like to get to at some point. Right. Well, I've got some offending ones, and I have some. Obscure We're going to get into that a little later on. Uh, so, yeah, I know. I'm kind of curious. In the latest version of Life, 
Can it be like two little pink pegs together with, in the car together? Or two little blue pegs together? Why? It is Massachusetts. Yeah, that's true. Absolutely. Only in the blue states. And 25% of the rest of the country. So, <laughs> you know, someday there will be some kind of like lawsuit on TV where like, you know, some kids were playing the game and someone found it offensive and someone's going to sue somebody because they had two blue characters in the thing instead of two pink ones. <laughs> Only if they show it in the commercial, Michael. That's true. So, uh, let's start off with some kids' games. Um, Chris already brought up Candyland Shoots and Ladders. Anybody else got anything they want to, uh, I got they want to discuss? Yeah, what do oh, you got yeah. for kids' games? Okay, how about Uncle Wiggly? Uncle Wiggly. Who okay, Uncle that, Wiggly? <laughs> that sounds a little, you know... There was, it was like, it was now, like that a sounds character. like a guy in a... Co- I don't remember too much about it. All I remember was, was basically, I think it was some rabbit in a suit. That's all I can remember from the game. I think it was like a card game where you could move up or move do I, back. Do I want to know? Um, yeah, that, yeah, that sounds like hey. the uncle in the van type of thing there. Was that Uncle Wiggly or Uncle Harvey? Oh, Uncle Wiggly. Uncle Harvey was... Man, we won't talk about Uncle Harvey. <laughs> we don't talk about him. All right, I got this we'll game... We'll keep those memories repressed. <laughs> we, we just got this game about a, about a month ago. Um, part of it was, it was it was a free offering by the company that made those uh, those flying fairy... Dolls, you know, they're like these... I'm glad you said dolls. Yeah. <laughs> so you no, especially after the discussion of same-sex couples in life. <laughs> no, no, for Christmas, Scar- uh, Santa brought Scarlet a, um, th- 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 this flying fairy that, you know, it's got this propeller that spins around, and you got to hold your hands underneath it yeah. to, to move it. And this thing broke within the span of three days. So I called them up. They were very good. They sent me a replacement, and they were like... Um, you know, and as a thank you for continuing business with us, we'd like to send you one of our free board games. So I elected for Boom Boom Balloon. Um, the option to this game is to just see whether or not, you know, when you pop the balloon. Now I'm going to pass this picture around to everybody and just look at the face on this balloon and tell me that there isn't some weird fetish club somewhere that specializes in this. It looks I like think, he's I getting think... a barium enema. It looks like they're sticking something up his rack. What are they doing? Sticking it in? What are they? Poking they're poking him, yeah. But look how happy he he's is. He's pretty happy to get poked there. <laughs> is it guilt? Oh yeah, Province Town, the board game. I'm about to be killed! Yay! <laughs> this is the acupuncture from hell. <laughs> but I'm happy. Pray for genocide. <laughs> Mike, what do you got for kids' games? Um, oh, there are oh so many. Oh uh, wow! Well, don't aren't they all technically kids' games? Don't, not all. Of them. Don't break oh, the ice. Really, really. Good don't games. break the ice. Oh, was that the oh, game? I was going to mention that one with the hammer. Yeah. Yep. So you had like the little blocks of, of white plastic. You had to knock them out, and then whoever knocked one out, and the whole thing went. Yeah. Clank. Clank. It's basically like a child's version of Jenga. What about Cootie? Oh, Cootie. Yeah, you, had to build, you had to build a bug. That wasn't a game. That that was to make your beast of burdens for your action figure. <laughs> hey, look, the legs. Let's put them together. <laughs> look at the Tuscan Raiders riding. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Don't wake daddy. Don't wake daddy. That was daddy. really good, Mike. <laughs> that was did, a really did good Did you like my uh, yeah. Tuscan Raider? <laughs> I think you should use that on Saturday. <laughs> Alright. Yeah, I think she'd like that. Yeah, hey. Sure. <laughs> So what was it again? Don't wake daddy. Don't wake daddy. Oh, the the comedy implications. You know, that's why you had like the board game. You had to go go around it, and if you like landed on a certain spot, you had to press the alarm. Oh, and alarm clock, so, so many buttons. Wake up, yeah. And if it pushed it too much, the guy woke up and you lost. Jeez, you had to go back. Okay, I got another one. How about Mr. Bucket? Oh, Mr. Mr. Bucket, the balls in my mouth. <laughs> 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 I was waiting for. It. Adam, after 
brought that up a few, about a year ago. So I remember. I just remember yeah. that theme song. Pretty much all you had to do is run around and put balls inside them. That's pretty much what it was. <laughs> was that the music? Put your balls in my mouth. Yeah. Yes. yes. Really? No, no I, joke. I thought it was your balls come out of my mouth. Well, that's <laughs> a teabag by any other name. And that makes it better. Now, should we find the commercial? <laughs> oh, I will find it. Edit that one. Edit that one in. A Mr. Bucket. Porsche balls in my top by Mr. Bucket. Out of my mouth and we'll pop by Mr. Bucket. We're all gonna run by Mr. Bucket. The game's Mr. Bucket. The first to get their balls in and Mr. Bucket wins, but look out, because the balls will pop out of his mouth. I'm Mr. Bucket. The balls pop out of my mouth. I'm Mr. Bucket. A ball is what I'm about. I'm Mr. Bucket. We're all gonna run by Mr. Bucket. This is another Bits on the Board James episode. Look it up. Joe, what do you got? The only one I got I could come up with was Mousetrap because they marketed it as a kid's game. Even though Daddy would have to put, you know, spend an Fine. hour. Fuck it, I'll just. have to be an MIT graduate to figure it out. And it never worked. No. No. Actually, the one my buddy had actually did work semi well. The so, problem is you had no idea how to play the game. You just wanted to put the thing together and just, just to see it work. And yeah. just play with it. That's all you did. So no one actually knew how to play that game. I had times like, you know, I said. You all put the thing together. Now you know how to play it? No. no. This is Rube Goldberg, the beat, the board game. Absolutely. Right. Yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> well, isn't it like once you hit certain spots in the game, you, you add the piece on. Yeah, basically add, add the pieces. Like two, three, four, you added a piece, another piece. And if you got around, you had to like see if you can like knock the whole thing around. And of course, there's like one guy that jumps into the bucket, you know? Yeah. Who's the idiot? It's funny. You think about like, if you think about something that's a realistic world, who's some guy that's going to stand there waiting for that ball <laughs> to knock him into a bucket head first? <laughs> just so the trap can come down. A Thorazine soaked patient from Westboro <laughs> State Hospital. Well, it's like. He was on crack, too. It's like in Goonies. You know how the gate opener only worked once a day because it did require a chicken to lay an egg. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was uh, from, uh, was it? Uh, Everything wrong with, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jim? Um. Yes. Um, I blanked. No, I had one. All right. I actually had one. Oh, yeah. It was, um, well, two. They're very similar. Rock'em, Sock'em, Robots, of course. That's right. It's a kid's game. Yeah. Yeah. It was this game. It was was like called uh, like Cretaceous Battle or something like that. It was two dinosaurs that were poised over meat-eating dinosaurs that were poised over a pit with fossils in it. And you like whacked at each other, and you, you know the dinosaurs' mouths were opposable. You know yeah. you could move them, and you picked up bones, which was which was teaching kids the wrong things because these dinosaurs ate meat. Right, they did not eat bones. So you, the more <laughs> bones you got, the more points you got. And, like you know the Triceratops head bone was worth more than the femur that you fought. And the whole point was they kind of hoped that like two kids would have like a some poor Velociraptor caught between the Tyrannosaurus <laughs> Rex <laughs> going at it. It was uh, it was as boring as you would you would. I, I imagine it would be yeah. Operation. Yeah, fuck that yeah. game. Just oh, fuck yeah. it. What about Have you seen Alien Operation? No, no. it is. What do you was he ass? Was he ass up? And you got to basically pull things out of his ass. No, there's no probe. There's no <laughs> oh, it's probe. aliens. It's like this rubber alien that's on a like on a like on an operation. Is it a xenomorph or is it a? <laughs> <laughs> it, no, it's, it's more, like, it's more like an ECT thing. I think it's supposed to be kind of benign. Kind of benign. The, kids, <laughs> the kids are the villain in this one, if you get my drift. <laughs> and they give them, like, scalpels, and they cut the thing open, and you buy, like, candies, like oh, candy goo, goo that, that, that spills <laughs> out of their <laughs> diaphragm, and then the kids, like, they, oh, they eat it. So you're incentivizing the kids to be torturing the alien. That's exactly And then you can eat their guts. Oh, God. That's it. You yeah. can eat their, you've seen it. You can, like, pull out, they yeah, have, like, like, little 
gummy intestines and things like oh, that. I think so basically, okay, I so think basically the that. picture yeah, I've got going in my head is a bunch of sadistic little Nelson Munces <laughs> cutting up this helpless E.T. <laughs> what did you do with little Ted Bundy today? Have you seen him? There's a little E.T. or Yoda on the table getting his guts eaten. My sphincter, that is. Isn't that one called Gooey Louie? Gooey Louie, no, it's this character's big ass nose. Oh, oh, you gotta oh, pick oh, his yeah. nose. Oh. You gotta go up and pick the boogers out of the nose. You wanna know who the hell came up with that one? Right, There's probably a bunch of guys from like Cal Poly Tech sitting in the think tank coming up with this game. You know what? Well, another one this was really fuck people up. <laughs> I also have my friend had it was like a vampire game where you stick your finger in, like Draco would bite your finger and like pull oh, your yeah, What yeah, was yeah. the name of that game? Yes. I don't remember it. It was like some game you had to do the card so you know, stick your finger in Dracula's Crap. <laughs> you stick your finger in Dracula's mouth, and if he came down, he got two little like ink marks on your finger. You got bitten. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. that's a, that's a tetanus loss of weakness. <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> Would you consider the monster hero in Monster Maker a game? Remember that you used to, you used to, you used to have like a template. No, I was all that game. That's more just art. Was it, would you say yeah, because they had a girl version of that one, too, like a model one. Yeah, like that. Um, like, what do you got? I have never heard of this game before, but I love this. I love the title. Hey, Pa, there's a goat on the roof. (laughs) (laughs) Formerly known as, hey, Pa, there's a goat on the roof. Now stop fucking your cousin and go get him off the roof. (laughs) Hey, Pa, there's a goat on the roof that my brother's fucking. (laughs) What is this, Scotland? (laughs) I want to be that baby. I, you know what? When, when I was doing my kick of um, old classic commercials, a lot of like the games from like the late '60s and early '70s, all of these kids' games always pitted like three white kids against one black kid, and the black kid was always the one that would lose and get like the angry "I'm going to kill you" face. <laughs> well, it's better than the white kids and the Oriental kid playing cowboys and Indians with the Oriental kids to cook <laughs> in an opium den. <laughs> We just got really dark. Wow, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, you're the one who came up with, Paul, look, there's a goat in that. It's <laughs> right a real game. This is from Wikipedia, all right? Wikipedia, Wikipedia would never lie. Oh, yeah, okay, would lie. okay if, if what Jim has showed us earlier, what I'm doing is just scratching the surface. Uh-huh. <laughs> we are going to... Oh, we're going to get there. We're going to Satan's oh, bone. Like, oh, yeah. like I got my yeah. topples it, the Tickle Bee game. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to a place where even the Emperor is going, whoa, hey, that's a... I need, yeah. the, I need the lights on. <laughs> so, um... Shall we move on to uh, some, something else? Sure. Board games based on movie and TV properties. Now, um, uh, I got a really good one. I made a post on that one. You All guys right. go ahead, but I got a really Mike good start. one. Mike, start. All right, I found one on Barney Miller. Mm-hmm. All right. There's a Barney Miller game. I don't know how it works, but if we ever play it, I get dibs on fish. Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I'd really rather. No, no, no. You know what? I want Jack Sue. Jack Sue. Jack, Jack Sue. AKA Chucky Crocker. Well, <laughs> I would have picked Chano, but he's he said Chano's not in the game. Chano's not in the game. How can you not have Chano? No. I don't know. It is a flying is nun Ron game. Glass in it? It was a flying nun game from the 60s. Oh, my flying nun. Was there a Gilligan's Island game, too? I'm sure whatever you name it. I'm sure there's a Welcome Back Cotter game. There is a Welcome Back Cotter game. Yes! Yes. Mr. Cotter! Mr. Cotter! I got it. Yeah. This is actually Cotter cards. The Welcome Back Cotter. Welcome Back Cotter. Colon. The Up Your Nose with a Rubber Hose game. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm looking at this. You can be Juan Epstein. You can be Horseshack. And you can be some of Vinnie Barbarino's hoes. (laughs) 
Oh, and I there was also every time. There's a bunch of them here. There's also the Do the Urkel game. The risk oh and roll God. game that lets you beat Urkel. <laughs> oh, Jim, I got Guess a... what Andy's getting for Christmas this year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jim, I got a good one. The Little House on the Prairie game. Oh. <laughs> At least tell me they get attacked by Comanches. <laughs> well, I think Michael Landon gets to fight him off with, like, you know, uh, you know a pitchfork or something like that. <laughs> you know, with an award-winning smile. Exactly. Oh, we got the Fall Guy game. Ooh. All right. Oh. What else? We have Kojak the game. Is there a yeah. TJ Hooker where you can be Adrian's med? I'm sure you probably can. Then we have, uh, oh, Charlie's Angels. Oh, the Mork and Mindy game. You basically have to act like Mork and probably... Do rails of cocaine. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> well, nice. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, get the welcome back. Oh, the Family Ties game. <laughs> really? So, and I'm sure, you know, I'm sure there's probably like another version where they had like Nick throw it was thrown in. What about <laughs> the Full House game? There is a Full House game. I know. Oh, my God. <laughs> what else? All right, I got actually I got a list here of the worst board games based on movies. This is from ScreenCrush.com. Number one, Alien object. Be the first player to get one of your astronauts into the space shuttle. Narcissus. Uh, you better use your alien to eliminate the astronauts of the other players. Um, so pretty much, this game is based on an, uh, a hyper violent R rated movie, and the game's marketed to children. Ages eight and up. Yep. <laughs> Escape from New York. Oh, oh nice. Yeah. <laughs> Players begin with weapons and equipment cards to use to help them fight enemies and find clues. Cards can be lost in fights or gained by landmark sp- spaces. Again, an R-rated game, but if I did play it, I'd want to be Isaac Hayes. There you go. Yeah, but, but you see, every now, every now and then you have to pull the Snake Plissken card where you have to say a really bad pun. Right. Yeah, you actually, you know, you might. Oh board, damn board. it! I'm Ernest Borg nine. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> no, actually, if you're lucky, you get like Adrian Barbeau. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> damn it. All right. Uh, next up is Jaws. Now I don't wow. know. I'm going to pass this around because some of you guys might remember this game. Oh yes. Oh, I that's do right. remember that's right. that. Yeah, fishing yep. hook. It's got a plastic oh, shark yeah. and, a, and a fishing hook. I has that. That's what the game's about. Okay. That probably worked as well as the real shark from the movie. <laughs> Sure, Jaws is rated PG, but the movie is still terrifying to children. Uh, next yeah, up, Andy. Congo. Oh, no. oh well, wow. that movie was just so terrible. I don't know why oh, it would warn a board game be, anyway. Who gets to be Bruce Campbell? <laughs> Waterworld! Yeah, It's simple. Be the first person to discover dry land by collecting cards. Um, but that's not all. Then you have to destroy the D's to get the compass, which is leading you to dry land. And give Dennis Hopper drugs. If you're scratching your head, so are we. My boat. Well, it wasn't a myth. Jurassic Park. <laughs> I think I had that. Uh, much like the climax of the film, the goal of the Jurassic Park board game is to be the first to reach the visitor center with the aid of a set of cards that you can restock on certain safe spaces. Capitalizing on the popularity of Jurassic Park with games and toys seemed like a no-brainer. The film, which found a group of scientists placing de- uh, dino DNA with frogs to revive the extinct uh, reptiles for a tourist attraction, was a huge hit with gr- uh, kids and grown-ups alike. Why play the board game when you can dig out your old dino toys and reenact the film yourself? Board game just seemed like a big old bore. Day of the De- Dawn of the Dead. Ooh. Oh, Ooh. cheer! <laughs> uh, E.T. the board game, <laughs> showing that everything marketed for E.T. sucked. <laughs> the sad thing is that's probably better than the Atari Twenty Six Hundred game. <laughs> Not by much. Oh yeah, James Bond 007 Thunderball. <laughs> The object here is about as boring as you think for kids getting based on a James Bond uh, film. Roll the dice and get to the end. Well, maybe if Tom Jones is singing the song during it, the whole thing. And then Wait, Rob- he's uh, rubbing his thunderballs. Right. And then Robocop. 
Again, hyper-violent, R-rated movie. And you just get to walk around, uh, you know, the city of New Detroit. Hilarious. Good stuff. Enough said. Anybody else have anything? Well, let's see. Looking through, we've got the Waltons board game. I can't, I can't imagine what kind of gameplay that entails. <laughs> avoid, John Boy tries to avoid getting gout. <laughs> Did you know the mother just died? Yeah. Really? Michelle Lerner just died. She must have been sick. Well, the dad, di- the dad died, what was it, a couple months ago. Do you know one, one board game I, I've been reading while doing research that seems to pop up a lot in a TV-based board game was Battlestar Galactica. Oh, okay. I've you heard about it. that. You had it. I didn't have it. What? No, there's a Hogan's Heroes game on here. Jeez, I oh, I would play that. I the I know nothing game. <laughs> yeah, Hogan's Hero. Wasn't that repurposed for the Schindler's List game? Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're getting to that. Yep. No. Actually, get to that. In all seriousness, there was a uh, 221 B Baker Street game that was actually very, very good. I remember playing it. It's a Sherlock Holmes game. Yeah, kind of like Clue. Kind of like Clue, but much a bit more advanced. A little bit, a little bit more brainy. Exactly. <laughs> hey, they have an ad here for Battleship, and it actually says "Kill a commie with your mommy." <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. Well, it's it's right here. I guess it's better than kill a Jap with your pap. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh the Cold War! How we miss you? Oh, I'm sorry. Too soon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have a Huckleberry Hound uh, Milton Bradley game. Oh, my darling. Oh, my <laughs> darling. <laughs> I was so gay, but I couldn't tell anyone. <laughs> they made a Dark Crystal game. They made a Pulp Fiction game, apparently. Where? You didn't have there. it? Oh, there it is. A Pulp Fiction Guess Who game. <laughs> Say <laughs> what again? Are you, is, is one of you guys saying what? What? Bam. <laughs> Are you the gimp? <laughs> Bring out the gimp. <laughs> <laughs> What if you were the son of the guy who played the gimp? <laughs> How many jokes would you be the butt Subject of? Subject to? Oh my god. So, you're well, the no, son that'd be, of the that'd gimp. That would be butt, actually. Oh, you're disgusting. Man. <laughs> What's wrong with you tonight? <laughs> oh, come on. I have to you're wait. What the? I, I, I didn't come up. I didn't make it up. Hey, we have a Knight Rider game. You must get like a little piece of kit or something like that. You have to put it on the board or something like that. And you have to have... It's transferable to the Boy Meets World game. Yeah. yeah. And, and if you win, you get the wonderful Hasselhoff do. Right. What else you got? All right. So let's move on to the next thing, which are games that test the loyalty of friendship and family. Ah. We'll get back to Clue for a second, because I just want to say, first of all, Clue is not a game about solving a mystery. Clue is guessing right. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, yeah. We just had to figure things out. Well, at least they give you an, a convenient out in that game. Because all you have to do is accuse somebody wrongly, and you can knowingly accuse someone wrongly, and you're out of the game. Yep. All right, guys, I'll see you later. Well, that's because you get sued for... Um, uh, for Character defamation. Yeah, exactly, yes, yes, yeah. I know. Damn you, Colonel Mustard, <laughs> you've besmirched my character! <laughs> <laughs> but as, as far as games that ruin... Like ruin friend, friendships or relationships. I think we can all agree that the top three are Monopoly, Risk, and Stratego. Mm. Uh, Axis and Allies yeah. really bad. Well, you allies. know what? I, I think I, I, mm. Axis and Allies. Played, Axis and Allies, I think, is more of an offshoot, offshoot of Risk. It's mm. more in that Risk category. It's Risk on steroids. Yeah, it's, oh, it's yeah. much, much more. It's much more in depth. depth. I don't know. I've, I've never gotten into a fist fight over Axis and Allies, though. What about Trivial Pursuit? 
Mm. That can, can cause problems. Hold that thought. The, 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 let's return to Monopoly for a second. All right. All right. Well, similar to what Joe's going on right now with Monopoly. I don't, you know, we, we talked about this earlier. How does that game end? It ends when everybody just, you know, winds up leaving in a huff. <laughs> right, yeah, because because the, the the Steve Jobs of the group isn't going to give up. He wants all the money. Raise your hand if uh, if you had a game that ended with the board being overturned. Oh yeah, yeah. all right, yeah. that's okay, cool. When we used to play Axis and Allies, my friend, if he was about to lose, would actually declare nuclear Armageddon <laughs> and wipe it across Is the that board. Yeah. That's, that, oh, yeah. that's, that's not know. that's not historically correct. <laughs> yeah, that's. Would do now like it is. It See, my good. strategy with Monopoly was always not get you know Boardwalk and Park Place because yeah, those are the highest ones. But it was always the three green ones before it. I always found that if I got those, if I got high enough on those, I could kick ass. I stung so bad at it. I just wanted the slums. You wanted the powder blue. I wanted Mediterranean, Connecticut. <laughs> And maybe one of those ramshackle railroads. But stations. no, see, my my, my, my treasure was always the green ones, or where you got it. Actually, I was pretty good when I got the red ones. Those are pretty good too. Yeah. No, that was, that was a cheap bastard. Because the green ones are three. They're right <laughs> in that corner. There were like three of them right before there. So I remember a friend of mine actually had like the whole. There's no skill. Area. I think that no was dead man. That was like no, it's, it's all blind luck. However, I did hear about a sociology experiment someone did where they they had um, two people playing Monopoly. But one person was giving, given one set of rules, which is play the game to the rules. The other person was given a, another set of rules, which is to use two dice. You get twice as much money on everything that you got. It was like a sociology thing against, you know, economic status. And apparently the the guy who got, who got like, all the, the rules in his favor became really, really belligerent as he was winning. Like, as he was moving his piece, it's like, one, click, two, click, three, <laughs> click. Four click. <laughs> oh, well, you ever, well, you ever hear, seen an interview with Steve Jobs? The guy's a dick. Oh God! Well, actually, this would be more like this is more um, real estate. This would be a dumb. I haven't Trump seen any recent right. ones. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like Scrooge McDuck to like jump in the big bin of money. You know, at that point. Well, the, the other thing about Monopoly is, like you said, you can also have house rules. You know oh, exactly. So, so, so if, if you if you didn't agree to their house rules. Yeah, it's like, well, what's what's the point of playing then? You know? Someone's house rules may may go against your strategy, what little strategy there was. Yeah, right. A Monopoly actually encouraged house rules. They said it. They say in the rule, the actual rule pamphlet that they encouraged them. Pamphlet? You mean the bottom of the box? Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> the bottom of the box cover. You know, the, the first clue about how the game was going to go usually should have been when you you see the fight break out over the pieces. Yeah, I'm the iron. I'm the no, thimble! I called the race car. Tough shit. <laughs> I always, You're the thimble, and you'll like it. I always <laughs> want to be a little Scotty dog. That's <laughs> like the horse. You're easy. <laughs> and it's a dog made sense. You could walk Is around there a the board. Oh, Someone had the cannon. I just blew you yeah, away. No. Boom. Oh, I end up with the boot that ends up in the soup. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what you're going to be eating later on. Exactly. <laughs> because you just landed on my on my boardwalk with three hotels. Pay up, sucker. <laughs> now, what was another game that we brought up that would, would cause massive fighting? Risk, Risk Ego, Dungeons and Dragons. Dungeons and Dragons? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. People kill themselves. I mean, you, you used to hear about in the 80s when it was really popular, people getting killed over it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I yeah. thought I was a level 15 Elvin assassin with a venom blade. <laughs> well, the problem, the problem is if you, didn't, if you didn't keep track of like your hit points or anything like that, 
That's when the, the fights break out because, no, I had more! You can't do this to me! Well, I mean, well it was a game that there's somebody just, I mean, the, the dungeon master had all the power. Oh, yeah. They oh, yeah. Whatever they wanted to. I mean, the main problem, though, is that you spent like, you spent like four or five hours building this elaborate character who gets killed off like 20 minutes into the game. Yeah. Yeah. Well, apparently, if it's a good dungeon master, that they, they figure out ways to bring you back. No. Yeah. No, there's no one thing as a good dungeon master would figure out ways to bring you back. No, Nobody's played by the rules in the house. Not a 16 year old kid on on, uh, on hormones, you know. <laughs> Can I have sex with it again? Yeah. <laughs> there's no such thing as a good 16 year old dungeon master. Uh, we did mention Trivial Pursuit. Yes, Trivial Pursuit. Anybody go to Trivial Pursuit? Yeah. Alright. You're going nowhere in life, too. Yeah! yeah. You should know that. If you're good at Monopoly, that means you're good at adulthood. If you're good at Trivial Pursuit, get out more. <laughs> this is not useful information. It even tells you right in the title. Trivial. Right there. It says, hey, jackass, your pursuits are trivial. You will never own a home. My Tri- mother-in-law refuses to believe any of her answers are wrong. Trivial. <laughs> so it's like, no, no, that, no, that's that. No, look it up. No, Tri- no, 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 no. Yeah. No. Tri- Trivial Pursuit gave you the opportunity to be the douchiest person that everybody thought you really were. Oh, yeah. Totally. <laughs> well, the way we play it, we've got our own strategy. Andy answers all the entertainment questions. Jim answers all the sports questions. And history. And history. And breakdancing. Yeah, breakdancing. I mean, the, the thing with Trivial Pursuit is now, though, I mean, I honestly can't remember the last time I played original Trivial Pursuit, like 30-year-old uh, no. Trivial Pursuit. Well, because every answer is usually Soviet Union. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's funny thing with that game was, is always, it was, most of the time it was most, the most obvious answer. You don't think it was, but nine times out of ten it always was. Oh. My fa- actually, my the father... The original G- Genus 2. The original one. brutal. Right. My father, yeah. my yes. father yes, was really... Is. Actually, my dad was really good at that. He actually knew a lot of the answers. No, because they had some... Oh. I don't know how he did it. Genius 2 had some of the most esoteric answers that you can imagine. You're like, what? what how could that been? answer be Mr. Hooper from Sesame Street? I have no idea what that means. <laughs> our, our house, we bought the uh, Star Wars Trivial Pursuit, but it ended up never getting played because no one wanted to play against me and my brother. Well, I don't well, understand that. Well, well, that's, well, that's, well, what's well, the name of Rito's roommate? Well, how many not, keys are on Max Rebo's well, no. piano? Well, no, let's imagine. I mean, beyond the, you know... Star Wars Trivial Pursuit. Okay, how much can you mine out of the films? Unless you know the expanded universe. Who's shot the universe? Universe. I was about to say, yeah. Yeah. There's a yeah. lot. There's a lot. Yeah, exactly. but they, yeah, but it's like we played the um, Lord of the Rings Trivial Pursuit. Only you, I, and Autumn knew anything. Oh, about exactly. It. That was a fun game night. <laughs> Becca stormed out of the room steaming. <laughs> how many strips of bacon did Frodo cook? On the way to Mount Mordor! <laughs> the answer? Six. You realize that you ever played the Friends Trivial Pursuit game? You guys are screwed. Uh, no, I'll put my. I'll put That's my, no, I'm just yeah. saying. She's going to kick your ass. Yeah, she'll. She doesn't lose. My wife doesn't lose trivia. What is it, like, Seen It? I remember one time, like, we played seen, the game Seen It. Yeah, it's usually everybody against Andy. Yeah. And then I win. And, and, then, and then usually Bill gets. Bill or B makes gets pissed off. How do you know that? Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Although I, to this day, and I know I brought this up before, I it was a it was a, it was to win, and I look at the question and go, oh crap, he's gonna know this is no way, and he didn't know that it was leave, t- leave the gun, gun take, take the, the cannoli. cannolis. It's the Godfather. It's one of his favorite movies, and I and I, I just go, oh Andy, I'm just gonna give it to you, and he and he says like I actually don't know the answer to that. Oh my was, god, there is a god. <laughs> I was like, what? Just wasn't thinking. It doesn't happen. 
Oh, boy. Um, Any other games that test the bounds? Well, um... Scrabble. Ooh, yeah, that, oh, yeah, that's is that a word or is it not a word? Yes, well, the, absolutely. Also, well, the thing about Scrabble, Scrabble mostly, the thing that I hate about Scrabble, and it, and it happens to me, to me with uh, Words with Friends now, that I play that on, on my phone, is that it makes you feel like such an idiot. Like you have absolutely no vocabulary whatsoever. <laughs> oh, okay, here's my O-N, on, my, <laughs> my, my four-letter word, my four-point word. And then what someone do you mean comes totally in. Flu isn't a word. And then someone comes in and adds lugubrious. <laughs> you know? Meanwhile, meanwhile, my friend who's a gra- grammar Nazi <laughs> comes up with this forty-point, you know, hundred-point word. I'm like, oh, well, sphygmometer, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Any game where you had to draw something was just ripe for. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, oh, see, I, I, I used to. I don't know if Andy, oh, Andy probably remembers. I used to draw a lot when I was in high school. Yeah, I was the art editor for the. For the, for the new paper. Yeah, oh, yes. And so I used to draw a lot when I was a kid. And whenever we played like Pictionary or anything, everybody picked, everybody wanted to be on their team. And you made so many enemies because you could I could actually draw something that looked like mm. it was supposed to be. Yeah. Everybody else was drawing stick figures with arrows pointing at it. That is a gorilla wiener. <laughs> that, he got it. <laughs> Nailed it. Oh. Yeah. What was that? What was that one? Um, oh, well, I mean, there's taboo. Uh, Remind me yeah. of taboo. Where like you have to guess, you have to describe something, but you can't use like certain words. Okay. Yep. Yep. I know what you're talking about. Um, apples to apples is uh, another one of those. I kind of like apples. I love apples. I think to it's apples, funny but... actually. But like Steve said, the most logical answer is never the one that gets picked. No, because it's funny. It's usually like, you know... When you've had a few drinks, it gets even more fun. (laughs) We've had some fun games. Oh, absolutely. How about the most basic game there is? Checkers. Yeah, fuck that game. (laughs) King man, king man. Chess. 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 I mean... Yeah, but you know what? Chess, you understand that it's supposed to be a complex game with strategy and stuff like that. But checkers is supposed to be so simple... But if you make one mistake, you're screwed. Yeah, right. You know, especially if you if you allow your your opponent to king get kinged, you're like, that's it. I'm screwed. I would agree that chess. And then no one moves the back row. <laughs> oh yeah, no. That, you know that that jerk that always never moves the back row <laughs> because they don't want you to king. Them exactly. Down. Well, the thing about chess is though, if there's like three or four move like strategies that if you know how to employ them, and the other person doesn't know how to, you can win. Checkers is just a free for all. Yeah. <laughs> how about Chinese checkers? I have no idea. I have no idea. Let's go marbles. Yeah, I have yeah. door. You know, Dad <laughs> Mahjong. Um, we play Sorry. My son likes Sorry a lot, and Sorry takes a very long time. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. And you try to sound guilty. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, but I'm not. No, no, you were, no. Instead, you sound like a condescending prick. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, jeez. That's the name of the game, though. How about Scattergories? Scattergories. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I like categories. It it was fun, but damn, you could get in some some eye gouging fights over that one. You know, Topless Robot had had a list of eight, and one of them they put is Cranium. Yep. Oh, is that is that is Cranium the game where you get 
Like somebody reads to you some sort of a problem and you have to figure out how they got to it. That's a... part of it. There's also like a thing where you have to like, you have to like, you get like a thing of clay and you gotta like build oh, it. Oh, okay, that's oh. Yeah. right. There's like four different stages of the game. Again, another yeah. game where art is involved. So, yeah. unless, so unless you're Leonardo da Vinci or, uh, <laughs> you know, Michelangelo. I actually, um, I actually had the... Jackson office. Pollock won again! <laughs> I actually had the, uh, I had the Office DVD game and actually yeah. you had a, you basically won Shroot Bucks. Ooh. <laughs> Andy's a shroot box. You can win one, two, or three, and of course, you know, Toby was the one that wasn't you win three shroot bucks. <laughs> Alright. So, um, some other musings on some other games here. Um, now Jim, I know you got a list of stuff. I got a list too, so we'll uh, you and I will just play off of each other here. Oh, these are good ones. I've got one I just want to bring up. Yeah, yeah, sure. Of course. Again, no, no idea what the what the game's about, but I just love the title. Hey, that's my fish. <laughs> <laughs> a game in a Vietnamese fishing village. Sounds like a Monty Python skit. <laughs> I kind of want to play it. Where did the fishy go? <laughs> Do you really want to know? <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So, um, what's that? Boxing. Remember this little Oh thing? God! <laughs> the wind up toy boxing. I call, it, I call it the poor man's rock'em sock'em robots. True. So, news on relevantscience.com has um, a list of the 10 worst board games ever created. Uh, they have Beverly Hills 90210 Entangle. The game of Twister uh, was said to be selling Sex in a Box when it first came out, but critics had no idea what was in store for society in 1991. 90210 Entangle combines the popularity of Twister with a TV show that had teens glued to their televisions. <laughs> Rather than, play- than players placing their hands and feet on colored dots, they were ordered to make contact with the body parts. None of them dirty in the official rules for various 90210 characters. You might be directed to lay your foot on Donna Martin's knee, take that Tory spelling, or your elbow on Dylan McKay's shoulder. And once you are done playing the game, you basically have a life-sized plastic poster with a cast. This is just a weird concept for everyone who dislikes. Oh, I want Ian Zaring. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably disturbing to parents who begged the pur- who were begged to purchase the game. Uh, number two, Mouse Trap, which we already kind of went over. War on Terror, the board game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Nothing says family fun like pretending to be terrorists. <laughs> this board game is comparable to Risk in that there are empires and players trying to conquer each other. But the terrible magic really happens with this game when some uh, people start discovering oil or obtaining terrorist cards that they can choose to use or not use at any time. The game can end in world peace, unlikely, a triumph for an empire, or the terrorists can destroy all forms of government. For people who like to play board games in order to escape reality, War on Terror the board game is probably just leave you crumbled on the floor, weeping openly for the state (laughs) of our world. But if you uh, like to play out what you read in the newspaper every day, this game could be a blast. Uh, Jim, I don't want to steal your thunder, so will you want to take number four? Oh, please. Um, Well, all right, look. There... This game wasn't real, but the fact that some sick bastards actually took the time to craft this and come up with this. The name, oh God, the name of the game, this was published by the Hudson Brothers Publishing Company, is called Darkies in the Melon Pits. <laughs> oh, 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 wow. The style of this dice rolling game featuring horrible characters, caricatures, was unfortunately all too common during this era. Now, it turns out that this was a forgery, but still the fact that somebody went out of the way to make a fake copies of a racist board game <laughs> is, oh. is just mortifying. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, Dante Hicks is just like you. He loves grape soda. 
And uh, that ain't the worst one. Well, here's one too. Published by Border House Incorporated in 1971. Beat the border! This game isn't about illegal immigration, but rather about smuggling your drugs and selling them. <laughs> of course, the folks you buy the drugs from on the other side of the border, Eduardo, Ronaldo, Jose, you know, the Mexicans. <laughs> uh, we've got, uh, oh God, I'm so, this is so bad. And this was real, this is real, and it, it was published in 1950, in the common era, published by Ch- Four Little N-Words Boys. Oh. That is not the real name. And actually, if you look at the picture, it's, it's, it's just as it's, racist it's, as you can expect. It is horrible. It's this awful. one kid eating watermelon. This is so bad. <laughs> it's very racist. And one with a huge afro pick, too. He loves grape soda. And the one I'm going to leave us with is uh, in 1938 by Gunther and Company. Gunther with the umlaut. So you should know where this is heading. <laughs> no one who speaks German could be an evil man. Out with the Jews. <laughs> this disturbing World War II era board game is exactly what it sounds like. You can see a copy of it on the display at the Wiener Watt Library, a Holocaust museum in London. It was a real game oh, in Germany oh. at the height of the Nazi party. Oh, and uh, last one. This one isn't racist, but it's just so, it's a sad commentary on society. Public Assistance! <laughs> Published by Hammerhead Enterprises in 1980. The tagline is, Why Bother Working for a Living? Oh, God. Is enough to see how incredibly awful this game was. The idea, players would pursue two paths. Either the working person's rot or able-bodied welfare recep- recipients promenade <laughs> and see who could get ahead first via government welfare payouts or paydays. The player with the most money after taxes wins. <laughs> I'm guessing I'm guessing everybody wanted to be the welfare guy. <laughs> you guys want one more? Or you guys Go okay? one more, then I got a few more. more on this list. Well, this is a nice one for the ladies. Tressie's Career Girl Game. Published <laughs> oh, God. Published by Lowell Toy Manufacturing. No surprise that in 1960, career girl options include actress, dancer, model, secretary, teacher, and nurse. Oh, oh. oh darkies oh. in the melon patch. Oh, <laughs> name. The thrilling game for all ages. Well, that's now, all. now you have your name for your fantasy football team next year. <laughs> they wouldn't allow that. I know. <laughs> off the, oh, my God. You'd be banned. Jim, who do you know that might like that game? I don't know. Who do you know? I don't know. (laughs) So, I got a a few more on this list here from uh, News on Relevant Science. There's Power Lunch. Do you ever try to create a seating chart for a wedding reception or other important... (laughs) You'll understand why Power Lunch isn't a fun, leisurely activity. In this Uh, game, players have to match up celebrities for Power Lunches. You can put them together in obvious ways, similar to the way you would play... um, Canasta or rummy, which no one under 50 understands, or you could try to convince your opponent that they would love to be eating together for some reason. It seems likely that the secret love affair would uh, come up with a lot of this game. The only exciting part of a task is no better than trying to find a way to keep your creepy Uncle Dwayne from hitting on your attractive sorority sisters at your wedding. Uh, I know what the tagline is. Pure seating chart action! <laughs> Next up, who's your daddy? Oh, this God. game oh, is really only suited for people who enjoy daytime talk shows where paternity is a highly debated subject. Oh, oh, oh wow. Maury Povich. <laughs> yes, there's an updated version. Maury Povich is You're Not the Father. <laughs> <laughs> Antiques Roadshow, the game. 
<laughs> the one thing that could possibly be worse than watching Anti Garrote show on TV is sitting through a game based on the program. <laughs> this PBS. I, oh boy, I got a good antiques road oh, uh, story. The PBS show allows regular people to bring on items they own, either through family estates or garage sales, and have them appraised by a professional. The show can be mildly entertaining when a particularly annoying person finds out their piece isn't worth anything, or when someone brings in something worth tens of thousands of dollars. But the game doesn't offer any of that. All you get to do is guess the values of an item based on a photo of it, and I'll hope that you get it right so the game ends faster. <laughs> what were, what's, okay, what's your Antiques Roadshow story? All right. Uh, have I told you this? I, I I've heard know. I know you might guess. Yeah. My father and my mother loves the Antiques Roadshow. It's, it's one of her favorite shows. Um, and my father, they, my mother was watching it, so my father went, oh, crap, I'm not watching this. So he fell asleep on his rec- recliner. So at some point, a woman brings up an old uh, cooler, like, you know, you take to a picnic lunch in the 18th century, and puts it down, and the guy looks at it and goes, this is probably worth $50,000. At which point, my father, who my mother thought was asleep, bolts up and goes, holy shit, what the hell's in it? Lincoln's head? (laughs) (laughs) It's funnier if you know my father, because my father is a very sarcastic, sardonic human being. And right. we didn't get any of that from him. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> all right, some more stuff on this list. Who's having this baby anyway? When you think of fun game night with friends, you probably imagine learning discussing details of pregnancy and childbirth together. Yeah. Well, maybe if you're a hormonal pregnant woman who wants to spread her misery, this game claims to keep you from having to read a bunch of boring books about pregnancy since all the information an expecting mother needs to know and her friends never wanted to know is on the cards. Next up, capital punishment. Oh, Oh, fun time. Sometimes the best way to push a political agenda is through a fun board game, especially if the goal is to kill people or at least put them in prison for a very long time. Capital punishment gives each player four criminals, a murderer, a rapist, an arsonist, and a kidnapper. Each person also has 15 innocent citizens. Your goal is to get your criminals into life imprisonment, death row, or the electric chair before they can victimize all your citizens and before your opponents can properly punish their own characters. Isn't this required in elementary school in Texas? <laughs> to solve justice for your competitors, Probably you can not. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's, I want the arsonist. Next up is, uh, and this is the last one on here, Dr. Ruth's good, Game of Good Sex. If your sex life is so bad that you're turning into a board game, or Dr. Ruth, for that matter, for help, then you've probably got bigger problems than figuring out the worst games out there. Does it come with a cucumber? <laughs> you must roll the three, and then you get a huge one. Dr. Ruth's uh, Game of Good Sex can be played up by four couples at a uh, time for any awkward evening, or by one couple who wants to test each other's sexual knowledge. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> either one seems to be. At least the name is obvious enough that you won't actually pick it up for a kid's birthday party. <laughs> what do you got, Mike? All right, I got one. It's not as racist or bad, but it's just stupid. Kreskin's ESP, and it's a picture of like yeah, this well, guy. the amazing Kreskin. Yeah, it's amazing Kreskin with his little pendulum. It says, "Will the mystery pendulum answer your question about love, career, finance, and travel?" No, it won't. Oh, uh, ages ten to adult. <laughs> And what was that one you sh- were showing earlier? Um, blacks and whites. That was on there. I have a very good synopsis of it. If you would, if you'd like, go to ahead. Me. Yeah, go ahead. Sadly, this is one of the least offensive ones that I've read tonight. <laughs> <laughs> it starts. Experience the ghetto. 
Live on welfare, try to buy in a white suburb. Oh, God. <laughs> Malcolm X is rolling in his grave right now. <laughs> Your challenge, keep the land-hungry majority type from winning the game cheaply and quickly. <laughs> to make changes, to redistribute the wealth and power, to shake up the status quo, the odds are against you. But when and if you get some odd breaks, it's time to stay loose and invent wild new strategies. <laughs> you may be better, you may use better resources and risk yourself with more courage than players who start off well but live uptight in fear of failure. <laughs> this sounds very confusing. Yeah. <laughs> you get mortgages. I mean, you can go to the Ford Foundation for $150,000 for job discrimination against Alaskan Eskimos. <laughs> this game is insane. This can't be real. This is insane. <laughs> I got one for the ladies. All right. Ready? Lisa Cerrone in a cheetah skin thong game? You got it, baby. All right. Um... The electronic dream phone. Oh. Well, like now, do you know the premise of this game? Would you like you hope like like a, like a tiger beat guy calls you? Like, you got like, it. Like, it basically says, "Guess who likes you?" In this talking telephone game, Ooh. and it comes with a phone that pretty much looks like, like Corey Haim will call you or something. Um, it pretty much comes with a phone that looks pretty phallic in this case. That would I mean, be look at this, Jim look at this Dream. Tell <laughs> 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 does not look. Uh, wow. You had that. Come on, Ralph Macchio calls. I want Corey to like me, all right? Let's see. I want the fat Corey to call. But it was basically like the it was basically the teen, teeny bopper version of Clue, where you wanted basically, you know, did Matt like me or did you know, or whatever. You got the dud. <laughs> hey, he looks just like you, Poindexter. <laughs> Ooh, goody, Mister Bravo, I'm better work, nerdlinger. <laughs> Joe, what do you got? You got anything? I got uh, one from uh, Cracked. Um, Dragon Strike. Dragon Strike was a board game version of Dungeons and Dragons that came with an introductory Adventure Vision videotape oh, boy. featuring a bunch of community theater performance <laughs> dressed up like various fantasy characters and acting the, out the rules of the game in an effort to teach you and your friends how to successfully avoid having any kind of sex until well after high school. <laughs> well, guys, Gene, it looked like you were rolled again. <laughs> Dragon Strike actually insists that everyone watch the video before attempting to play, which is sort of like requiring people to attend an associate professor's lecture on film theory before allowing them to watch The Predator. <laughs> Judging by... Judging by the contents of the video, Adventure Vision seems to be spirited euphemism for shame tears interwoven with clips of the third runner-up in a David Warner lookalike contest screaming <laughs> at you about imagination and telling the rest of your friends to leave the room so he can speak to you in private. I am not making that up. <laughs> Come on in. By the time you finish watching all 33 fun-strangling minutes of Dragon Strike's uh, retrospectively hilarious one-act training play, your friends had quietly gathered up their sleeping bags and gone home. <laughs> you should try to find that on YouTube. One or two of them... Oh, what, this? Yes, you see that videos on YouTube. I bet one or two of them probably called the police and said your parents tried to molest them to ensure that they never had to see any part of that video ever again. But that's okay. Dragon Strike seems to be aware that you will never be able to convince anyone to play it with you because it includes its extensive rules for a solitaire adventure. <laughs> oh yay! So basically, it's teaching you—it's teaching you how to jerk off. Yeah, pretty much. I can play with myself now. Mike, you had one you wanted to talk about. Yes. Yes. A serious one. One of the best games I've ever played, Dark Tower. Is oh, that like based on Stephen King? No, no. Oh, with only. This is, this is, this is, Actually, I think it might have been pre-Stephen. It, it was a, it was an electronic game. I mean, yep. the, the tower was the centerpiece of this board. 
And yeah, I mean, basically, you had you could build up your army, and you went had to go around the this giant circular board that's up in the four quadrants. Yeah. And in each of the other quadrants that you go started, in, you had to get a, a key, and you had to you know buy buy, buy soldiers and defeat um, brigands and stuff like that. When you got all three keys, you could finally assault the tower and try to beat the final army. And if you did, did that, then you won. It w- I mean, the uh, I mean, basically, whenever you did something, the tower would kind of rotate, and then finally it would show you like how many brigands you had to fight. If you got gold, if you found a, a dragon, if you got uh, if you were lo- if you got lost and you had to w- waste a turn. <laughs> It was extraordinarily fun. I seem to remember there's a, like when like a dragon pop up or like an orc or something like that. Yeah, yeah I, I seem to remember having somebody somebody it's, having that. It's the Lord of the Rings without the licensing. I guess you know who might have yeah. had it. Well, she had everything. <laughs> with us growing up, you know who definitely had that was Mike Monticelli. He was the only child in our group. That's that's right. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess um, he had the ad ad. He <laughs> had the GI Joe <laughs> aircraft carrier. I guess it's really, it's really kind of hard to find now. Like it, it's actually worth like. 75 to 100 bucks on like eBay or Amazon because <laughs> because they only made it for a while because they were sued by the original creators. I guess the original creators came to who was it? Milton Bradley? I think so. Yeah. And they you know they came up with this idea that's very similar to Dark Tower and Milton Bradley said no no we don't want that and then like two years later they came out with Dark Tower and the original creators are like wait a minute. I think there's something fishy going on. Hey. They shoot them, Bradley, and they well, won. Well, well. I think that's my fish. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, if you can find it, it is definitely worth playing. It is so much fun. I remember that that was like one of those games I always wanted. And, you know, every year in the Sears Wish Book, I'd circle it and I never got it. Yeah. My parents are cruel bastards. <laughs> <laughs> Love my hey. sister more. <laughs> hey, that's another game. You know? <laughs> my parents are bastards. <laughs> I'm sure there was someone like that called there. So, anybody else got anything? Mike? No. Jim? Joe? No. Mike? I'm good. I'm tapped. All right, let's move on to our segments. Good conversation, guys. Quite. So, um, we're, we actually have a... Stupid! Stupid! This week. Yes, we do. Uh, we'll be discussing um, the casting... Of the new Fantastic Four movie, and it's not what you think. Is it Jessica Alba going to be in it? No. Why? Well, no, they're, um, they they recast it. Um, Actually, I really like um, Kate Mara as Sue Storm. I can deal with that. I can deal with that. Kate Mara is... Uh, have you ever seen House of Cards? Yes. Yeah, that's... She, she's the, the reporter. Okay, um, I'll figure it out. Um, I don't know who's playing Reed Richards. I have zero problem though with Michael B. Not Michael Jordan. Um, he's a, he's a fine plan, actor. He's a very good actor. I have no problem with that. I, what I, I have know. a problem with Michael B. Not Michael Jordan. Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan is playing the Human Torch. Human Torch gonna be black. Yeah. Yes. His last name's gonna be Storm. I, I, uh, that, that does oh. kind of it does kind of throw me for loop because I did kind of I wanted the, um, Sue Storm in. And um, Johnny. Johnny Storm to be biological relative. Yeah. It's yeah. not going to be happening. Whatever, whatever. Well, he can still be biological. No. But. Part of my <laughs> issue is, and, and Stupid Stupid is dealing with the fact that Billy... a woman has a fro and she's like Foxy Cleopatra or something? <laughs> <laughs> Let me just put it this way. Billy fucking Elliot is playing the goddamn thing in this movie. Uh, yeah. You got uh, Jamie Bell. Uh, oh, sorry, they, really? They're kind of going for like, kind of like... Uh, 
like a nerdy, a nerdy thing. Or, yeah, as, as I've heard it like called, like an emo. No, but I mean, the, the, everybody in this movie is under thirty. You you know, I, no, you can, I think the whole cast in Fantastic Four is not great, but that's just you get no, no. With Ben Grimm, you can't have an under thirty. He's got to be, he's got to be the veteran. He's got to be a jock. He's mm. got to be a jock type guy. Not necessarily, no. not necessarily. They're, not, they're not doing it anymore. I mean, they, he's gonna be a New York mook. You know? Yeah, he, he doesn't necessarily have to be a job, but he's gotta be the he's guy. Gonna be New York. He's gonna be. New he's York gotta be the guy who's been around. Right. He's gonna, yeah, he's gonna be rough around the edge. I've, right. I've heard this movie called the uh, Fantastic Four Babies. Yeah, pretty and much. Look, I have no problem with African American actors playing certain roles. No, I got. I, I am honestly, no, I have zero honestly, problem with. Actually, that. I'm sorry, I don't like Johnny Storm. As I'm sorry, it's I, not. I just don't have a problem, because because of the relationship. Would you, would you like me to send you a copy of Darkies and the Melopad? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I had no problem. <laughs> Let me say what I gotta say. All right. I had no problem with um, you know, Larry Fishburne doing Barry White. Barry White. I had no problem with Michael Clark Duncan doing the Kingpin. I have no problem with Jamie Foxx even doing Electro. I thought Johnny Storm. I think that's pushing a little bit. That's just me. I just think. I think, think it'd be funny if Captain America was. <laughs> so, well, then, oh, you know, it almost happened. Then, you know, right. Power Man gets to be get Power Man gets to be Asian. <laughs> All right, <laughs> you know, right? That's what you know. No, I, I mean, I, because well, well, the thing hey, is, so, I don't want to so you're saying it's gonna be okay. It's gonna be Root Cage. There you go. It's not that I'm like you know I'm like I'm like racist again. I just find there's certain characters you just I don't mess with. I, really, and I just found that was one of them. No. But I know Andy, you love your marbles, so whatever they do is gold. No, 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 no. You know, really? It's in stupid, stupid. I mean, I'm saying I have no problem. He doesn't love. He doesn't love everything Marvel. He hates Spider-Man. I think it just doesn't make any sense because Marvel's gold to him. I actually <laughs> think, think it would be a little bit more interesting if they made Reed black. black. See, I could, that I could kind of see. That I wouldn't have, that I wouldn't have a problem. Yeah, but you know, I don't know. Jokes, just but, you know, no, honestly, but you know what? And, but you know what? There's still a lot of people who have a problem with interracial relationships. Right. right. Yeah. And, and I don't you, have the. I don't you know. See the, you see the know. people. You see the freak out people had over that stupid Cheerios commercial. You think? You think? Reed, a black Reed Richards or a white yeah. Storm is going to go fl- fly over no. well. Nah. But the thing is, well, I don't have a problem with certain African playing character. I don't have a problem with it. I just, I just thought that character didn't fit that. I really, I just didn't feel that fit. I, I thought really, Reed Richards. I wouldn't have a problem. Actually, I wouldn't have a problem with it. I really wouldn't. Have. I really don't care. I mean, it, so, I remember. I remember with. Uh, I don't think it's going to do well to begin with. That when anyway. they were casting the Amazing Spider-Man, there was a, they were there was talk of having a black Peter Parker. And I right. Thought, hey, Donald cool. Glover. I thought. Donald Glover. Hey, well, I, I think in the com- cool. in the Ultimate Comics, isn't there? Is no, 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 he, no. He's Hispanic. Black, yeah. You know, still, it was you know, and that's you can right, kind of, you can play half, off of that. Actually, half have half you heard? Half have you heard one of the actors that they've that they've looking at to play Doom? Doom. Yeah, Eddie Redmayne. Who? But they're, they're looking at everybody that they're casting in this movie is under thirty. But uh, no, you see, and that's, that's, that's kind of the Reed issue. Richard, Reed Richard, Richard has Reed, to be. Did he play like uh, Bill Weasley or does. Charlie Weasley? In, no, no, no. Uh, in the uh, Ultimate Comics, he's a he's a teenager. In the Ultimate Comics, yeah. But in the if you want to go to the classical, if you want to use the classical uh, Fantastic Four as a template, you have to have an older Reed Richards with a with the white well, yeah uh, right. sideburns. But it doesn't sound like they're doing that. No, they're no, using no. ultimates. As a, no, this more is, ultimate not only are they using the ultimates, they they're really aiming at. I mean, the the guy who directed Chronicle is directing this. See, but then, then, then and it's going back it, to just you know you know FF babies. It's it seems like it seems like all the Marvel studio all the all. I should say all the studios that have Marvel properties are using the Ultimate Universe as the template. Right. Oh, the the Avengers absolutely is Ultimate because Nick Fury's black. Right, oh, right. But it, you know all the movies. But then you know. No, it's kind of interesting. Do you know? But the, even Fox, you know, with Fantastic Four and X Men. Well, not so much with X Men, but with Fantastic Four, they're going with the Ultimate template. And it's like, well, why doesn't somebody? And even the Amazing Spider-Man, Sony, that's based more on the Ultimate. 
This new one is, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah the Amazing Spider-Man definitely is. Yeah, I will say Amazing Spider-Man doesn't look half bad. I'm actually, it looks really good. I mean, the more I've seen some of the trailers, the more I'm actually I'm looking forward to it. I actually want to, I do want and to I, say it. Well, I enjoyed the Amazing Spider-Man. And I, I think the idea movie. is, they talk about like, a lot of bad guys, but I think they're saying like, I some like of the guys more than I thought it would. and that's it. I like it more than I thought it would. I don't love the lizard. I'm not a big fan of the lizard. No, no, no. I think You know what I liked about the Amazing Spider-Man is that I thought it was truer to the character than the Tobey Maguire. No, I agree. I'm with Joe on that one. I thought it was no, more true. Was not no. at all. I can't no. agree at all. Aside, aside, no, I'm with you, aside from a few a few moments in the amazing the uh, the original Spider Man movie, the original Sam Raimi Spider Man, Spider Man Tobey Maguire Spider Man was humorless. Peter, he had yes. there was he had Thank no you. joy. That's what in I said. The Spider-Man. same thing. And if you read the comic books, Peter yeah, Parker I, is a, is a joke that. quipper the whole. I didn't thing, yeah. get, exactly. but I didn't get that in the in the <laughs> Sam Raimi uh, Spider Man. I, I got. I mean, he seemed to really enjoy having those powers. At least no. in the first movie, Peter no, Parker, he had he had no joy. It's, it's when he's like fighting, though. It's when he's fighting and he's he's cracking jokes and stuff like that. But he, but he, but in the Sam Raimi, he never really did no, that. He did. No, I'm agreeing. He with you. He's no. he's riding up in the elevator saying, oh, "But that's not a fight." No, but, it was more but, just kind of an awkward moment. Right, it was more, but like... The, it wasn't like, like hey, fight, I'm going to be witty and but like, know, sarcastic here. When he first had his first fight with Doc Ock, aside from the, yeah, I get that a lot, that's really the only quippy that he had. Yes, but I'm sorry, but Peter Parker was never a skateboarding emo loser. Loner. Lo- you know? Yeah, loner. He wasn't a loser because girls were after So him. maybe, oh, yeah. to, to kind of put a kibosh on this, yeah. neither one of them are great. I think there's. Spot on I think if you took both, if you took both, like if all these of both and put them together, you'd have if a great you, if, you t- if you took the Spider-Man from the Amazing Spider-Man and the t- Peter Parker from the Sam Raimi yes. Spider-Man, then okay, you have I'll buy that. But I'll, yeah, yeah, I'll agree with that. So I thought, I thought, Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man, Spider-Man right. did a great job as the character, as the Spider-Man right. character. Like, like, like the first scene where you see him in the in the back of the seat of the truck, and he's he's sitting there. Just being picking on picking on the robber. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's real. Ge- that's real smart genius. He's, right. he's shooting his web at him. Like that's classic Spider-Man you really think, right there. You really think a cop would wear this outfit? Right. That's yeah. classic. And Spider-Man. honestly, and I know Andy hates the. He doesn't agree with this. I'm glad they didn't use organic web shooters. Right. I like the fact that he actually I, I, used I, I, web shooters. I had no. Yeah, I had no, no because I always like the fact that he would always run out at some point. Well, and the, the, the whole point Peter Parker's supposed to be poor. Right, and it's, but, it's, it's very expensive it's, to buy that material. Right, but and the thing he, is, he is that it was the biggest Oscorp. point of contention. Yeah, he steal that from like a lab and stuff like no, that. No, he bought it all from Oscorp. He, it was shipped in a box. Right. Well, because because his father was an employee. But I, well, right. and that's the thing I, I really disliked about the 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 new Spider Man movie was that it was like it was daddy issues. But it, but that's that goes and back to the ultimate. But that goes back to the ultimate. That's the ultimate. That's, that's, that's the ultimate. That's the, that's the, the ultimate. ultimate. Yeah, that's the right. ultimate so, part. So but it's back, into, that was the, it was but they add a new book. element to all the characters. But in back, all these new back to right. Fantastic Four, except Captain America. I, it's I don't have a problem with the using the the ultimate universe as a, as a template, but it's for some reason it bothers me that Reed Richards is, is a young guy. I mean, he's supposed to be this super genius, experienced... Reed and Doom need to be older. And then right. again, that's where if they're going to... I feel like in their 30s. Go with like... Early 30s. Early 30s. I mean, hell, I, I started getting gray hairs at 30. But the, the, that's the thing, too. <laughs> but that's the thing. And this was, you know, they didn't learn anything from the first Fantastic Four movies either, though, with, you know... How Doom is supposed to be because I mean they're they're casting these guys that essentially are going to go most of the movie without a, without the face mask on, right? You know. So I the original one, the you know, one that came out years ago, I didn't have really have a major problem with. Well, you know what? Which one, the Roger Corman, nineteen ninety four? Yeah, that was, was uh, the George Gaines. 
You know, you're actually going, you're actually going to acknowledge that, huh? Like, like I said, like, like I told Andy, the, the, the Roger Corman Fantastic Four is like is like the geek version of the the day that the clown died, that there Jerry Lewis movie that nobody's ever seen. Yeah, I, I, you know, it's funny. We've been talking. I, I don't like the Fantastic Four. I've found them, I've always found them boring. Did you ever see? No, the, they always they were too they always, post for me. Did you ever see well, the, you know, the 1994 cartoon of the Fantastic Four? It had one of the most god awful theme songs ever. Look it up. It's hysterical. No. You know, you know, for for being Marvel's first super team, they they really are just kind of they are lame. Yeah, yeah. no, they did the first. Uh, yeah, it's it's yeah, yeah, the first they, became, they became the, they became came before the Avengers. Yeah, they were sixty three. Yep. Avengers were sixty four. No, no, actually, no. They were sixty two because um, X Men was sixty three. Spider Man came. Did he come before? He, was, he came after. Spider Man came, came after. He was sixty two. He was November yeah. sixty two. Right. Okay, but he was before the X Men. Yes, yes, yes. All right, so the Incredible it... Hulk was before the X Men. And okay. You know, you know what? I feel, I, I kind of feel bad for Spidey because he, for the longest time, he was the marquee name in Marvel comics. Absolutely, but I now think, I think he still is. But no, but you don't think that Avengers and Captain America and Iron no. Man? Are yeah, exactly. Um, I think of, it's you know, I think it's like at certain times. I think eventually Spider Man will show up. My, well, eventually, that's that's, that's a long time. If, yeah. My dream would be if. Marvel just went on a spending spree, went to Fox and went to Sony and said, we want our, our properties back. And then just have uh, Marvel Universe free for Sure, we'll sell them like, to you. Know, like, Civil War, like the Civil War. Do you have Avengers versus X-Men? Yeah. Yeah. Do the Avengers oh, no, versus the no, X-Men? No, uh, you know what you do is you do civil the Civil War uh, event sure. that they had a couple years ago. Yeah. Uh, actually, just one one quick thing. A little trivia piece. Do you know who owns the rights to uh, uh, Submariner? Who? Welcome Un- back, Carter. Universal. Really? That's the only Marvel character they own. Oh, God. Really? And I'm just kind of hoping they, they don't do anything with it. I think those statute of limitations were worn out by then. Yeah. yeah. All right, so let's move on. We're going to um, do a pair of trailer parks, um, you know, just to make up for the last segments on last week's show. Uh, we're going to start off with um, the Angelina Jolie starring Maleficent. shall bestow a gift on the child. Before the sun sets on her 16th birthday, she will fall into a sleep like death! (gasps) Curious little beastie. Bring her to me. I know you're there. Don't be afraid. I am not afraid. Then come out. Then you'll be afraid. We saw this trailer in front of the Muppets, uh, the Muppets Most Wanted. Was that good? It was very good. Yeah, it, I heard great things. Oh, it was it was a lot of fun. It wasn't nearly as good as the first movie. I heard but, that you know, too. but is it, is it the great Muppet Caper version of the? No, actually, no, it's not. No, not that it was a bad yeah. movie. No, I'm just no. saying it's like you know. No, it seems like it would well, be, but it wasn't. It finished yeah. second to Divergent. Um, again, again, I posted this on Twitter that it's an, another time, you know, second time in a row, the Muppets deliver the goods, and they still take second banana to a, a YA movie. Young adult. But um, Scarlet was terrified by this. At first, like, oh, look, it's Sleeping Beauty, and then all of a sudden the fire and brimstone come out, and she, like... Well, when she, 
I've seen the posters when they show her like spreading her wings and, and shit like that. It's like, because she was a fairy at one time. She was misunderstood, no. don't you know? No, these are dragon wings. This, this is yeah. Like, no, I know. It's yeah, this is the stuff with kids' nightmares. The first time you saw, Sle- I mean, I remember seeing Sleeping Beauty in the theater. And you see Melissa Finch. She, she does that. She, you know, she. Well, she has a big cape. No, they're, they're she like, turns into a dragon. No, but it's, yeah. it's, it's these are like wing wings. It's different when it's a cartoon versus seeing. Yeah. No, that's true. I actually, you know, it's funny. I would like to see that. Yeah. Yeah. It's you know it. I'm not a you know I don't. Is it, it an origin story or is it? It, it, is it, it is. Like, or is it like Wicked? It, it's, it's, yeah. it's like the story of Sleeping Beauty from Maleficent's yeah, from Maleficent's point of view, or like you know the the Oz the Great and Powerful. You know that that, that was that was bad. Yeah, it, it looks interesting. It does. I mean, and Angelina Jolie looks spot on. Oh yeah, well that's that's make that's she good is, makeup for you. That girl, I mean, no, she no. needs to go. She needs to go to Wendy's and get a, like one of those pretzel burgers. <laughs> she needs to eat the bacon double pretzel burger. Oh. She needs some baconator. The baconator. There you go. And we uh, all right. So for the second trailer, we're going to be talking about the brand spanking new Gojira. I want to talk to somebody in charge. You are not fooling anybody when you say that what happened was a natural disaster. You're lying. It was not an earthquake. It wasn't a typhoon. Because what's really happening is that you're hiding something out there. Gonna send us back to the Stone Age. God help us all. In nineteen fifty-four, we awakened something. Well, there's nuclear tests in the Pacific. Not tests. They are trying to kill it. All right, Joe. I I know you guys are I, like thrilled I am about this so one. geeking out over this. I'm excited I, for it. Too. I cannot wait to see this. This is this is looking like interesting because it's it's actually looking more like a like almost a horror movie well, than it is like a kaiju movie. Catherine, Catherine had made a great point about it. She said. This is the Godzilla movie we were promised in 1998. Yeah. No, yes, <laughs> what are you talking about? The one with Matthew Broderick? That was that was delightful. That was the bomb. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Let's remake Godzilla. Well, even the, totally you know what? Even anything like Godzilla. You know what? Even though even though a lot of people dump on it, that was actually one of the highest grossest movies. Oh, it was of the year, yeah. Because yeah. well, everybody wanted to go see it, then everybody came out. But I mean, I am. I mean, I love Godzilla movies. I mm-hmm. I love Japanese sure. kaiju movies. I cannot wait to see this. this it should be so good. Ready. You know why I, it's going to be good? You know why I think it's going to be good. Aaron Taylor Johnson. That's, well, that's the second. Quick, so <laughs> Brian Cranston's. Oh, that's Cranston's right. In it, yep. Uh, yeah, right. I mean, from now from the trailers, he, I mean, the speech he get, the monologue he gives during the trailer is just—it's amazing. He's a god. He He's is the greatest. I just, I just really, really hope it doesn't open a uh, opposite of the Adam Sandler movie. Oh my god! Don't I'm starting to get that really vibe. Just grown ups. You're scarring me. Grown-ups. You're scarring me. No, no, no. But have you seen the trailer for Blended? And, 
Andy, I have, I have, I've not, I've, I've, I, I'm still I holding a grudge over that one. I know, I know you are. It's oh, just, I'm so pissed. I, I keep getting that vibe though, and I, I, it does look good. Don't get me wrong, but, but I'm you know getting what? that I mean, vibe again. You know, like a you different know Pacific Rim. I, you know what? I think this has a better shot than Pacific Rim. Did. Well, it's got Pacific a, Rim cross. It's well, got more cross appeal. Right. Pacific Rim was a very niche movie for guys like me who grew up. Yeah. On anime, Force Five, Guy King, exactly. and Godzilla, oh, wow. double, you know, feature double yep. cre- uh, creature double feature on yeah. 56. But Godzilla has so much more widespread appeal that I think it's going to do fine. I think it's going to be it'll huge. It'll do May 16th. May 16th. It's got, it'll do fine. It's got oh, no week before X-Men then. It's got no competition for that week. I think right. it's the only big movie that week. So I don't know. All right. I'm going on IMDb right now. Okay. I'm find that okay. out. Okay. I'm bated breath here. All right. So let's move on to some uh, some shills for everybody. Joe, why don't you get us started with some shills? My shill is in... Uh, Andy will probably know this, but I, I got to go with Archer. The season of Archer. Oh, I was going to use that one too, but go ahead and talk about that. It. Is I'll help you out. Such a good. They, if anybody's been following Archer, they know you know what the story is, and I got to give them credit because they took a huge risk. the 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 creator of the show knew that he was out of ideas. He was getting bored with the direction the show was take was going was going, and he decided to complete take it in a completely different direction. You know, instead of being international, out you know, rogue spies. Now they're they're trying to be an international drug cartel. Oh, jeez. And they are just failing miserably. Oh, it's at it. great. It is but so But they're having so much fun, fun with it, though, because, like, Pam is now skinny because she became addicted to cocaine. And she's cocaine strong. Yeah. <laughs> and and, and, uh, and uh, Cheryl is now trying to become a country and now singer. She's Charlene. Charlene. Out of country! <laughs> but this whole thing, we were watching it the other night, um, last week's episode, where they're. Um, through the Colombian uh, swamp, the swamps yeah. of Colombia, and Autumn's sitting on the couch. She's knitting, and they're on the raft. And it's like, well, there aren't really any crocodiles out here, are there? No, nah, I'm pretty sure there aren't. These two giant Sorry. crocodiles come out and like eat the two guys that they're with, and then they set the raft on fire. <laughs> it's a, it is a great show. I mean, the, 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 just the pacing of the show is brilliant. The way that every scene. You know they cannot. They have they have their A no. story and their B story, and they intertwine so well. And this thing is so good. And on the dialogue, it. the way they work the dialogue is like it transitions. That one dialogue ends, but it, it automatically transitions into, into the, the next, next one, into the next sequence. Into what do you mean story. you didn't have a plan? Well, of course I didn't have a plan. And it's <laughs> oh, it's it's great. I just I love Krieger. God, oh, Krieger. God help me. The Russian love loving mad scientist. Yeah. <laughs> the with Russian his anime art. with his anime hologram bride. Uh, Joe, by the way, um, I'm on IMDb right now. Yeah, Godzilla opens on its own, okay? It's opening um, the 16th. Oh, man, X-Men's in trouble. The 23rd, it's opening up against that piece of shit, Adam Sandler, uh, Drew Ca- uh, Barrymore, Blended. Oh. Go Blended. Oh. Oh. <laughs> he can't, he doesn't command $20 million anymore, no. does he? Oh, yes, he, he does. Like okay. Uh, all right, this, this pisses me off so much, because... Pacific Rim opened up the same weekend that Grown Ups 2 opened up. So yeah. you saw Grown Ups 2, right? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. I'm, uh, oh, I, my, I lost all faith in the American public after that he one. He had to bring like, his kids to it. That's why he had to go, you know. I know he uh, didn't really want to go, but his kids love Dear Boner jokes. Oh, uh, yeah. So, so, like I said, it's, it's the type of movie that, you know, what kind of a genre does it, like, open up to? Right, exactly. You know, it's the thing. Because, like, you have family movies opposed to, like, movies that have a certain fan base. Right. 
the family was always going to win. I mean, Gross is exactly a family. Right, movie, exactly. But it's got that kind of it's family. That, it's, that, and it's got people that everybody knows. Where you know, it's a big giant of, robots. Which one are you going to go see? Part of know? it is also. And that's the thing. And maybe maybe I'm just projecting my high school insecurities, but it was that frat bro jock kind of. The bro dude. The bro dude stuff. mentality. Yeah, yeah, I know, like, All right, Mike, what do you got? Well, I could be showing Anime Boston, which was fantastic. Lucky bastard. But I am going to be showing something that I've gotten into very much recently. Um, A new show on YouTube called AMC Movie Talk. Ooh, ooh, yes. It is a a daily show. Every single day, they um, they record uh, live at like 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, They're they're out on the West Coast. But um, basically, it's kind of like... If we did a video podcast and we were more organized and we had more insight into the actual Hollywood machine, you're saying we don't? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean the, the main host is uh, usually John Campia. He uh, and I, he, I, I, I like I, I watch it too, and I like it because they're actually very they're brutally honest. Yeah. with what they expect the movie, you know, what I they mean, expect from the movies, and you know how they expect. Them I mean, to, he, so. he's the one that that um, that actually. Called Fantastic Four, Fantastic Four babies. Hmm. I mean, he has no problem with the with the cast. He thinks they're all very solid actors. He just doesn't want them being being so young. And which is which is kind of amazing because AMC is the biggest distributor of uh, or one of the biggest uh, theater chains in the, yeah. in, the, yeah. in the country. You'd be you'd think they'd want to kiss up to like Fox, I mean, and he, I Universal, mean, and everybody else. He he he's willing to give everything a chance um, because he actually knows the kind of ins and outs of Hollywood. He, he he's Heck, he actually did an episode a couple weeks ago where he had Kevin Feige, um, uh, James Gunn, and uh, Chris Pratt on on the show, and they hmm. actually were just talking um, Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy. Huh. So no, he actually really has good. these has these ends with the Hollywood, you know, you just people. like us. Have, yeah. you seen, have you seen the picture of Karen Gil- uh, Karen Gillian? Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh. I don't mind her. I don't mind her bald now. Was <laughs> <laughs> she Moon Dragon? Yeah. yeah. No, uh, she's somebody. She's a, a bounty hunter. Blue, a blue bounty hunter. I forgot what her name oh, was. Okay. Uh, right. yeah. I don't have any show. No, I don't have anything. Okay. No, we'll move on. Um, actually, uh, I'll be... Okay. Um, you... Jim, you and I were at a show this past mm-hmm. weekend. Okay, you can go ahead. And go ahead. Want to piggyback off that one? You, you go ahead. No, yeah. Uh, I got a friend of mine who's uh, she's a music teacher. Her name is Ashley, and she does. Uh, she's actually the headliner of a grand band called Rocket Queen, which is a Guns N' Roses tribute band. I was going to say, I told Andy we went. Yeah. He said, what's the name, Rocket Queen? I went, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> but uh, i got to say, we actually saw them in Marlboro uh, a couple nights ago. They were actually, they were excellent. They were yeah, really, they were really, really, really good. Really complimentary of them when yeah. he was telling me about it, which is interesting, because most tribute bands, let's be honest, suck. Right. Suck. And i got to say, though, she they really pull off well. I mean, they do a very good job. They're pretty accurate. No, I was going to say, musically, they're very tight. Yeah. And I was shocked. Right. I mean, they all came up dressed up, with, you know, dressed up. Yep. Um, I got a verbal tongue lashing for even questioning that they were going to do that. Like, this is nice. <laughs> I go, oh, is he? Because you know they had like some some kid walk up, and I asked the girl, I go, so does he? Is he going to have the wig? She goes, well, we're a cover band, of course he is. And it's like, well, that's not true. Because yeah. I've seen cover bands. Who I mean, I saw Australian Pink right Floyd. Well, they go, they go the full nine. Yeah, heard, and oh, um, yeah, like like uh, that tribute band for the Beatles, nineteen sixty four. They do the whole. Right? Well, yeah, but when they say nineteen sixty four, okay, that kind of belies the fact that they're going to dress up. This girl's like, I'm in, I'm Axl Rose and Use Your Illusion era. It's like well, pretty much. I wouldn't brag about Use Your Illusion. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
But no, in all seriousness, they actually they played very, very well. They're a very tight band. Very tight. Um, Rocket Queen Boston is actually their page on Facebook. They actually have a regular website. Um, they do a lot of tours around Massachusetts, Connecticut, some places. Come to Lemonster in June. Oh, Lemonster, where? Um, I don't know. I'll have to look it up after we're done. Well, I guess you're not that big of a fan, then, are you? Yeah, well, shut <laughs> up. But uh, no, she's. Uh, but I gotta say, uh, they do an excellent job. She's got a great job. They all, the whole band is an excellent job. They're nice people. Too. Even the Duff McKagan look alike. Yeah, <laughs> they're all great guys. Uh, nobody so. wants to be Duff McKagan. No. If you're in the uh, Massachusetts area, look them up. They're a really good band. Certainly, no one wants to be Stephen Adler. <laughs> <laughs> not even Stephen Adler wants to be Stephen Adler. <laughs> all right. Well, I've got um, show also on Netflix too. Well, it's gonna do Archer, but I've also got another one. Um, Clone Wars. Came back to Netflix. The oh, last I season. heard that. Did you that's watch really what you think of the last season? You watched it? Yet? I, I'm, I'm about halfway through. Um, the first, like, what they do is it's very, very episodic. Like, you know, yeah. four episodes on one story. Yeah, they do. It's, it's, like, it's like a trilogy. Right. Of and then what they do is they have the palate cleanser, which is usually a Padme, Padme or a Jar Jar, Jar episode. Yes. And then you get something better. And this. The first, the first little series that they were doing was on Order sixty six. I heard that. Oh, so oh, I heard that was the final. It was the final first group. Yeah, and yeah. one of them decided. One of them had just like a like had a kind of a mental. Tumor. Don't ruin well, it! His, don't ruin it! Don't ruin all it! I'm gonna say is he has a tumor and he basically had a tumor or something like that. It was basically making him already reenact the order, so they had to find a way to cover it up. Which yeah. You'll see if you watch it. You'll oh, see. I'm yeah. dying to oh, see it. Oh, it is. I it's very interesting. interesting. I love, it's going to come out on DVD eventually. Right? Eventually, yeah. 13 episodes, um, and that, that finishes it up, and then next year we have I love the Clone Wars because it makes a prequel trilogy uh, <laughs> bearable. Yeah, yeah, you know exactly. what's funny? I always say, like, I can't hate it because it's Star Wars. I just yeah. can't. Well, look, I, 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 I know they're not. I mean, the sec- the acting me, is so wooden. Let me let me put it this way: I I, I never hated the tri- uh, the prequel trilogy. I actually really liked it. And Revenge of the Sith is it's good. It's really good. It's really good. I mean, the acting sucks. It sets, but everything, Wars, it sets everything up. But Clone Wars does such a good job of fleshing out what the pre- prequel trilogy was about. Yeah. It fills in a lot of It makes the trilogy a little bit better. Well, you right, know, exactly. it fills in the mythology because as a kid, because you're, you're close to our age, right. you heard about the Clone Wars and you never knew what... They always... Star Wars did this thing. They referred to these right. points in the past. You had no idea what the hell they were talking about and you thought your whole life, but you what know, the hell is that about? But you know what? It, you know, it, but it also... I mean, Hayden... Uh, hey. I can't, I can't hate Hayden Christensen. He a looks lot the part. He's terrible. He's a terrible yeah, actor. But yeah. well, part of it too is also the direction. I mean, George Lucas is not yeah. exactly. He, well, they, he's, they basically, they're he's, on, he's basically on. But you know pilot. what? His clone, the Clone Wars, Anakin. Re, I think kind of way, in a way redeemed the prequel trilogy, Anakin. I guess yeah. to a point. I mean, because he, he was sufficiently he, whiny enough. Mm. But he was, but he was, he was also a badass. I mean, yeah, the, the Clone Wars, the Clone Wars, Anakin was pretty. You could kind of root for him a little bit, like the inter- yeah, like you you had no emotional investment in Anakin from the prequel trilogy because you were like, you're a whiny little bitch. What what, what do I care about you? <laughs> I think the interesting thing about the, the last fun begins yeah. right. The interesting thing about the last season, not to spoil anything, but it's don't ruin it. Be quiet. Okay, go ahead. Um, don't ruin it. Which one? The Ahsoka Tunnel season. What I think was cool about it was is how like when they actually talk about something that could like unravel everything. Yeah, how they wrap it up. So it doesn't unravel, right. you know how they kind of cl- how they basically keep it quiet. It's interesting how they kind of came up with the story for that, and I thought that was really good because you could have easily said, "Oh yeah, they're gonna blow this, and this is this the movie's not gonna have it happen." And, I, and I, another great thing about the Clone Wars is it, you know, when in Revenge of the Sith, when Order sixty six is executed, you you like 
you don't understand why, or you know, right? Okay, yeah, you, you you think the the clones are just automatons who are just following yeah. orders. The Clone Wars, you see that you see that the connection that they had with the Jedi, and you know that they were actually real people, and you're like. It just made that betrayal just so much more. Right. It makes that betrayal of Order Sixty Six. And even in a sense, even like, during the Clone Wars, you see that some of them really did have that connection, right? And they were actually wondering if there was a conspiracy against them too. So right, exactly. even the clones, yeah. even some of the clones in the show, kind of saw it too. But then again, of course, you see how that's all wrapped yeah, so, up. Yeah, so, well. so like you see, like you think, okay, if if Ahsoka was still around, well, with command, would Cody be be able to pull off Order Sixty Six, considering how close he was with Ahsoka? Right, you know that kind of thing, but you know. Oh, now you've ruined it. Yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah. real quick before we wrap up, uh, show of hands who saw last week's um, assembling the Marvel assembling universe. I saw half of it. Mm. Oh, oh, my nipples are still hard over it. God, I have a theory, and yes. I'm a DC fanboy. I have a theory about the Hulkbuster armor that they showed. Them. All right, and it's it's not it's not like giving anything away or explaining anything to, to say that something bad happens to Shield. In, uh, in the second yeah. yeah. So if they're losing authority, they can no longer like protect a Banner, keep them hitting, or protect uh, Stark from people. You know, the army wanting their if, technology. But it, but right. So who's to say that Thunderbolt Ross doesn't find us some way to get the Hulkbuster armor suit and take and use it? That's what. Well, we don't. He's going to turn into the Red Hulk. But we also don't know if Ultron. Has command of uh, the armors, mm. you know, because I, I think in, in, if I remember, there was a comic, uh, uh, an event in the comic book where Ultron actually did end up. Yes, the armor wars, the armor wars, where yeah. he actually ended up taking control of Tony Stark's armors. Yes, mm. and that he had to go back to his original suit, his original analog suit. Or something. Yeah, they actually played up on that in the uh, Avengers cartoon, mm-hmm. the Earth's Mightiest Heroes version. Yeah. yeah, and they actually played that up. Cause so we don't. Like, so, so it could be that Ultron seeing that okay, you know, the Hulk can take on a god. You know, mm-hmm. I'm gonna need something more than you know than my my wits. Right, right. It's gonna be uh, interesting. No. Bruins <laughs> lost to the Canadians. Uh, oh, oh well. Oh, we're still in the playoffs. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, I, I was just astounded by how open these doors are right now, and, and how much stuff they're willing to show, like the test footage of Ant-Man, and... In the, in the shot I gotta say, that, that whole little clip of Ant-Man actually looked kind of cool. And well, it, well, you see that one scene where he shrinks down, he runs across the gun. One of the worst no, but I think, superheroes. No, but I think with the Scott universe. Lang character, it's actually a lot more interesting than Pim ever was. But you know, you know it's... it's I, I, I love Jacket at some point. I feel, you know, as the resident DC fanboy, and Andy loves, you know, he loves... Oh, I know, because Andy loves, loves DC. Yeah, he loves to bring this out to me. I hate Blackman. But you know what? But, uh, I mean, above all, I'm a comic book fan. And yeah. I'll, you know, I, I read Marvel, and, you know, Spider-Man's actually my favorite character, but I love what Marvel's doing with their movies. Mm. You know, I wish DC would just get their heads out of their butts. If they could use the people... If they could use the people who are making creating the animated movies and have them right. create the movies, right. they have some fantastic DC movies. Or maybe but, the people that are doing the TV shows I, right now. All of them, because right now, because DC isn't a bad group. It's just their movies right now aren't great, but, but their, their cartoon movies are good, their shows are good. Well, I mean, are you basing that on just the, the horrible Green Lantern movie? I mean, the Superman movie was good. I thought it was fun. Oh, it was right. I loved Man the of Steel. I, didn't have good. Oh, I liked oh. it. I, I really liked it. Um, the, the, all of but the Dark Knight movies are great. Right. The is, What's the, the problem is, here? But the thing it's is, the, right now, it's Marvel's reliance of hitting the reset button every single time. And no. that, what now that it's since... Actually, 
Marvel's done it twice. Actually, DC has said they're going to use the Nolan films as canon. In Man of they are going to use canon. Man of Steel right. supposedly takes place well, that's, seven that's seven years after. No, no, no. They, they, I think they rejected that because there's there's no way that they that would work. They said it. They said there, DC is But if they're going to use that as canon, then does that mean that so uh, the Batman but and certain, Superman movie, Batman is supposed to be? Because Bruce Wayne isn't going to be Batman anymore at the no, end. No, what of they're going to do is Bat is that. Um, Batman or Robin, uh, what is this? Um, Joseph Gordon, Joseph Gordon, Gordon yeah. Levitt. He actually takes on the mantle of Batman for a while, but quits and becomes Nightwing in this in the in the. In DC I, I, I think that was just a rumor because I don't yeah, think that's so. true. And Bruce Wayne like, comes back as Batman as sort of like a Batman in name only. No, I don't. I don't think that's true. Uh, I think that was just it. a rumor. Yeah. If they're doing that, but basically, they're, 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 they're but back to my point is is. Marvel, I love what the Marvel is doing, and they they said that in the uh, in the TV special yeah. that Marvel isn't just doing comic book movies; they're doing genre movies that take place in the comic book right, universe. Right. Yep. You know, sure. like Ant Man. Ant Man is basically going to be a heist movie, right? Know, like like Ocean's Eleven, but it's going to have this you know this guy right. going to shrink down. Winter Soldier is a political thriller, exactly. Yeah. You right. know, and even they said the political stuff is the just, Hulk is a chick it's hinted but not like pushed. Right, I think that's what it is. So it's it's a good right. balance. So, like I said, I, yeah. Marvel's Marvel, and and I think I think the reason why DC is getting all the flack is because Marvel's hitting all the right notes. Yeah, right. Marvel's exactly. doing a lot. Is just right. is really, really it's nothing, aggressive. It's, right it's now, Marvel's DC, kind of they're they're making they got a good formula right, going yeah. right now, and right now they're on top of it. In like five, ten years down the road, DC can do the same right, thing, exactly. and Marvel can do the same thing. You know, it's, well, it's the, right now the biggest complaint levied at, at DC is the fact that they were they expected a billion dollars out of Man of Steel. It didn't happen. So what do they do? They 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 fall back on what they know. They know Batman. So they're bringing Batman into a Superman movie solely to well to be fair. That. To be fair, people have been waiting for a Batman versus Superman right, exactly. movie right, for exactly. decades. Yeah. It's just like Alien versus Predator. We wanted to God. see that, and we know how. And then we're all like, "Oh, please, let me forget." Well, I saw yeah, that. but they made that PG thirteen. That's so true. There was, there was nothing more we could. It's do. like Kelly Clarkson and Ruben Starr. So um, you know? actually, Mike and I were talking about this earlier, just so we can continue this conversation at a later time because we're starting to run a little long. Yeah. Um, episode one hundred and one. We are actually going to revisit the Marvel versus DC yeah. as a topic. Oh, I have to. We have sit a in. I have to sit in on that one. All right, yeah, because we've got because the first last time we did it was me and Mike. So uh, now we've got a whole bunch Ooh, of people to have cat scratch so. fever, girl. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll go DC bat and a story. Anyway, um, episode ninety-seven. Ooh, we're getting close. <laughs> Um, we're going to be talking about TV theme songs. I've been waiting for this episode for two this years. Is your now. recommendation. So what we're going to do? It's TV themes. So essentially, Cheers, number one. That's it. Um, opening credits themes <laughs> for both comedy, like sitcoms and dramas, and uh, animated. Episode, though, and right? anime. Are we going to animate it too? Darkwing Duck, dude. Right, I don't know. I think, that, I think that's going to be that might have to be its own thing. That might be a separate thing. All right, well, cartoons. Here's the rules. Here, well, here's the rules for, you, for Live us. Action. Okay, live action. We get to pick five. Each, okay? Um, we will not be ranking these. We're just going to just cover them as we go. Five you like. Uh, so, yeah, five you like. Uh, drama. Okay. Welcome back, Carter. Three. All right. It's the Jody Loves Chachi, too. It's the Gary Shandling Show. Oh, yeah. yeah, so yeah, if you want to get in on that action, you can email us at geeksalad at yahoo.com. Um, you can also get to us at on Twitter at geeksaladradio. Um Check out our Facebook page, which is just called Geek Salad. Uh, check out our archive, either at iTunes or Stitcher, which finally, 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 
put up all of our archive episodes, so there's mm-hmm. no more having to just get the last five and that's it. Yeah, thanks, so, Stitcher. Yeah, um, but the archive is also available at uh, geeksalad.podbean.com. So until next time, I'm Andy. I'm Mike. I'm the other Mike. I'm Jim. And I'm Joe. Go forth and be nerdful. We'll talk to you later. Putting up my hotel. Monopoly. We're playing Pictionary, Guys Against Girls. Now, if y'all have done this, you know there's a lot at stake. A lot of hollering going on that you're going to pay for on the drive home. <laughs> the ladies need one drawing to win this game. My wife's guessing. Y'all, her partner drew a straight line. And my wife went, hydroponic farm? They're like, right! <laughs> And all the fellas are like, what the hell? I said, hey, we could have been drinking beer, but no.